What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Viral himself, aka the villain, because it hate me for my opinion. Welcome back to another episode of the Viral Way Podcast. Make sure you share, like, subscribe to the channel. As always, I got my co-host with me. Messiah the Great. Y'all know we're going to lead the way. We got my boy in the building. Y'all already know by now, you know, we done done 100 collabs by for now. Real, so, you real, know, real, you got to put real. your thinking caps on yes, when, when we connect. You feel me? Who we got over here, man? Yes, Let them sir. Kali the one, man. Y'all already know we tapped in. We ready to go, man. Thank you for the love, for the hate. It's all support. I'm ready to go. Come on, man. You One more boy, Messiah say, you can go everywhere else for the cap, but come here for the facts. Yes. <laughs> that's, Easy, that's what we're doing. Sorry, yes, sir. We got a special guest in the building. You know what I'm saying? Chirac's own, Chicago's <laughs> own. I'm going to let her run down her resume because... It's heavy. Go ahead and let them know who you is and what you do. Hey, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. For sure, the viral way. Uh, But this is your girl, Joycey J, from the south side of Chicago. I'm a media personality, publicist, digital creator, and a content creator. Mm. I do some of it all. So she do radio, she do content, she she does it all. She's a model for you, you feel me? Yes. I don't know if you can see her feet, but hey, she need to get in uh, selling them feet pics. <laughs> she got the pearly whites on. <laughs> but yeah, let me say this, because it, it's been a shift in the culture after our last episode hit the streets. Now, I don't know if you're aware or not, but the last clip that I uploaded on Instagram, it's had like 1.4, 1.5 million views. You know, shout out, shout out million dollars worth of game. Shout out them boys over there. You feel me? They they tapped in and, and gave us a shout out in the comments. So, yeah, big up to so Wallow, big. Yeah, yeah, big, big up, up to Wallow, Wallow you feel me? But I'm going to say this loud and clear. Oh, let me take off the glasses for oh. this one. It, it's a new regime. It's a new wave. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a new sheriff in town. I don't know if y'all aware or not, but all of that, thinking it's cool to pop perks, thinking it's cool to sip lean, thinking it's cool to be ignorant bragging about being at the bottom of every significant thing that got to do with life, but fighting to be at the top of the trauma Olympics, mm. them days is over with. You feel me? We we on we on high intelligence, high frequency, health, wealth, morals, character, principle. All of that is in now. That that's that's the new wave. And we pushing that, we spearheading that, we forefronting that wave. So all of that bullshit in the mainstream that they feeding the people, that they feeding the streets, it's a wrap for that. You feel me? It's a new wave in town, the viral way. But chill though. How you feel about that? Easy, 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 easy call, man. Come on, man. We talking heavy because it's like that. You <laughs> feel me? That part, you feel me? Okay. Nah, yeah. for real. I think. Well, go ahead. Nah, go, go ahead. do your thing. Nah, for real. I, I think that's true. I think that uh, we done. We fed up with the excuses. Um, you know, we're here to get ahead and we're trying to do anything and get it by any means necessary. Aggressive so, intelligence. Exactly. That's that's where we at today. 
Um, and we're going to keep our foot on their necks. You feel me? That's, I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah, we stand tapped in. If you ain't tapped in, you tapped out. Ah, yeah, that part. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will say, aggressive intelligence, because I'll be reading comments. Don't think because a person is smarter intelligent than they soft. And don't think because... A person is a warrior or, you know what I'm saying, that they got to be unintelligent or they got to be stupid or ignorant. Nah, you can be both. You know what I'm saying? You you have your aggressive side, your warrior side, and you have your intelligence side. What they say is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Mm. You feel me? Get get your aggressive intelligence up. We pushing that the viral way. I think that's a fact, too. If you really think about it, um, too many people are, are too much of one and not the other. So you really do need that perfect mix if you want to make it in this world. Yin and Yang, law opposites. Nah, it's facts. And for me myself, like he said, um, I didn't suffer through things in life at the highest level. I'm pretty sure a lot of us have. We all go through shit. Life gonna do what it do to you. So even choosing the viewpoint or viewing the world the way we view it is pushing a certain way because we've been self destructing for too long. So now it's time to you know what I mean, lift the world up, even when we stay down. So. That's the that's the viral way. Fact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, look, let's get into it. Now, this is the topic, because we're in California, so this is gonna affect everybody that's in California. The fast food minimum wages next year in April is gonna go up to $20 per hour. Now you know every time they raise the minimum wage on anything, cost of living goes up <laughs> like crazy. Like I was literally, I was just in. Where was that? I was at Wingstop. And they like, hey, you know next week the menu finna change. Mind you, uh, a 10-piece at Wingstop right now, then there's $25 That shit already already already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I remember the 10-piece was $10. Yeah. $10, $11 with tax. Hey, you know I, I, I bought a 30-piece. That shit was then there $75. Mm -hmm. And they like, we going up next week. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is the last time you finna see me. <laughs> you feel me? But I want to get y'all opinions on how y'all feel about that. Because to me, it does not make sense to raise minimum wage saying, all right, these people are struggling, let's raise their pay, but then the cost of living percentages go up, damn near double of what you just gave them. Mm -hmm. So they doing worse than they was before. Like you might as well have left the rates because now they really can't afford shit. Yeah, the pay went up, but then behind the the the, the uh behind the curtain, mm -hmm. everything went up. Yeah. You go to the grocery store now, I grocery shop every week. I'm spending 500 every week. And I'm telling you, that's one cart. When it's I was tough. a kid, my mom spent five hundred. We got two carts back to back. Facts. We got one cart barely full with five hundred dollars worth of shit. So how y'all feel about that? I, I think it's just all perception because they're not the people just hearing. Oh yeah, minimum wage getting raised. We finna get more money, but they're not looking until like you said, everything else is being raised. So now it's just balancing out. Like you're not you you think you're making more money, but it's an illusion because they're raising everything else. So you're damn near still equivalent to the same thing you was paying before. You're still gonna be struggling in the same way. So. That's how that's how I look at it. The only way it's gonna ever balance out is if if you make it more or can survive off more like it was back then, not triple the worth of everything else. But how y'all feel about that? No, that's a fact. And you gotta look at it like this too. You can make all the money in the world. You can you go fast food, minimum wage can raise to 25. If you got bad spending habits, a bunch of shit on credit that you can't pay back, you get what I'm saying? You're gonna always, you know what I mean, have problems with your money regardless because you don't know how to manage your money. So even with that, like you said, it's really just an illusion to make people feel like they're going to make more, which you are, right away. But then what? In a, in a four or five months, you feel me? When, when like you said, wings stop going up, McDonald's meals going up, grocery stores going up. I seen a fucking a video. A dude had one pack of ground beef, one head of lettuce, um, one tomato, and some rice, and that shit was fifty dollars. So it's like things are getting out of hand, and regardless of what your wage is. 
the money management is where it comes in. So people got to understand that, in my opinion. You know, I understand people want to make more money. And I think it's a good thing to make more money. I think it's cool, I guess, that they're going to allow fast food workers to make a lot more money. But at the end of the day, like we said, prices are going to raise. So at some point, I mean, shit is going to be, you know what I mean, to the point of no return. Like, that's where I see where it's going, where niggas can't even afford, you know, damn, they can afford gas, depending on how gas is going or not. So I just think that um, we're getting to that point where people are going to tap out. Look, I want to pass it off to Joycey J, but I want to touch on what you said as far as money management. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a big misconception with this money management talk where everybody's like, oh, you, you guys are just mismanaging your money. I'm talking mm -hmm. to working class. You can't manage what's not there. People are making less than what it takes to even survive for their basic needs. Mm -hmm. You got people having jobs and they have to have a side hustle to break even, just to get out of the red. So I don't care how much you save, you can't save yourself rich. Actually saving money is actually losing money. Yeah, Most people true. are like, what, what, what the fuck do <clears throat> you mean? Like, bro, if you put $100 in the bank, first of all, what it's accruing is damn near nothing. nothing. And the bank's using that money, making money off your money. Not only that, when the, when the cost of living goes up, inflation goes up, that $100 does not have the same spending power anymore. So you're actually losing money. Like right now, if you would have had $100 in the bank maybe five years ago, five years go by, that $100 is worth how much now? Probably 50. It's $100 to leave your front door. Yeah. Guaranteed. You <laughs> go out the house, just have a $100 bill on standby because it's gone. Because as soon as you break that hundred, it's over with. It's over with. But yeah, how you feel about that, Joyce? You know, and just to point off everything that you guys said, in my opinion, the goal with, with no matter what city you're in or where you're from, they want to keep the poor poor and they want to keep the rich rich. Mm. The rich doesn't care about making the poor come up to their level at all. So that's why we don't have good money management. That's why we don't know how to have good budget management. And a lot of people don't know how to get the money into the bag because they don't even know how to start or where to start. Because African-Americans, we've been so oppressed just with our education, even from learning where we actually come from, even from knowing the proper foods to eat. We've been lied to for years. Like, to be honest, people just found out what Juneteenth is. Mm. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. And we talking about money management. People don't know how to manage money. People don't even know how to manage their personal lives. So it's really deeper than a lot of this. And a lot of this is crazy politics. They go keep the poor poor. So them going up or regardless if they go up or down on what they pay people, if people don't have the right management or how to put their money out anyway, how are they ever going to win? How is the poor ever going to come to the middle class? And eventually, I don't know if y'all heard, they're trying to eliminate the middle class. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what all this is about. It's a, it's a silent attack on the middle class where in five, 10 years, you're going to look up either you rich or you broke. So the Viral Way podcast, we preaching y'all to get wealthy and get rich and do it fast because that whole white picket fence, middle class lifestyles oh. is about to be non-existent. AI finna take half of these jobs anyway. You got Elon Musk saying uh, in, a, in a decade or two, it ain't going to be no need for no people working. AI finna do everything. So what that say about y'all? Are, are they going to eliminate bills? Probably not. <laughs> How you going to make your money if a machine or artificial intelligence is doing what they paying you to do? Yeah. So people got to really wake up and look at that. But yeah, Messiah, well, how you feel about that, man? I, I know you got. Nah, I'm just she. She <laughs> made some. She made great points. But it goes back to like you said to me thinking about your needs and your wants. But I'm just even thinking based off of when I think how crazy it is because if you pay attention, you go to stores like the healthy shit be high as fuck versus the bullshit. The garbage be hella cheap. 
people quick to buy that. You might see some fruit that's five, seven dollars. You see some candy, you're like, nah, fuck that. I'm just pay two dollars for the candy versus seven dollars <laughs> for some fruit that's good for you. And that affects us not just on a psychological level, but just the nutrients you need for your body in general to make you operate a certain way. It's certain foods and certain things that give you certain energy that keep you going throughout the day. And there's other things that deteriorate that. So I think you got to do a real focus on the minds and uh, just knowing yourself, like she said, of knowing your history and your background. And think about it. In every hood, what's the main things we have? A liquor store Mm -hmm. and horrible food. I mean, I'm from Chicago. It's a liquor store on every corner. Like, I grew up only seeing liquor stores. And back then, when the chips was four for a dollar, like, I don't know if that was out here in LA, but four for a dollar chips, like, that was a time. That was a whole meal back then. Like, so, and this just, like I said, this take us back to the roots. You know, what did we see as a child? What did you, what were your parents doing? What were your grandparents doing? So, it really just all starts with you. We as an individual all have to look in the mirror and create that change that we want. That's a fact. That's I, I believe us as a people, as a collective, all races, this is why they're so big on the divide and conquer. Like everything from your sports team, to your religion, to your politics, to your race, to your class, literally everything you can think of is divide and conquer to stop people from collectively thinking. Because when you have a mass amount of people putting energy into the same thought, that creates a, a ripple effect in reality almost. Like you damn near bring it to life mm-hmm. just from your mind, from you guys thinking on the same topic. People really got to make a stand. It's on us because what is the point of raising minimum wage for anybody if you're going to raise their pay, cost of living go up, my pay stay the same. So I lose money for you helping them, but you ain't helping us. And, and, and really, you fucking them over too because they're about to make less than what they made before by the time you done inflating this motherfucker up. So people got to make a stand. I feel people got to make a stand. They say vote. They say do this. They say do that. Realistically, these political parties and these political figures are supposed to be working for us, according to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But we act like we working for them. Yeah. Like people gonna, scared to speak up. I was going to ask y'all, what do what you guys suggest for people to do? We got to start pressing lines. For yeah, people to like, do, I yeah. think. Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Nah. In my opinion, I think it starts with with family. If you really want to be honest, because it all starts from home. So I think the first thing to do is to have a foundation at home, where it comes from. You know, mother, father, some sort, right? Like it's not going to be a hundred percent perfect at this point, how everything has gone. But I think the first thing that we can do is get the family foundation right, because when you look back in the day, like my grandma, right? She had a garden in her backyard. It was twelve kids in the house, but they had their mom, they had their dad. Um, they had certain rules and regulations. Uh, they had certain things that they had to do. And I feel like that's why most of my uh, grandma's brothers and sisters have became somewhat successful due to the foundation they had. Where then you get to sort of later down the line and people are kind of out of whack because they don't have that male presence within the house. Or if they do, it's toxic as well as the, as well as the female presence in the house. And then you go to, like I said, they had the garden. Now we don't even have good food. Uh, most of us and a lot of our, our sicknesses come from a lack of nutrients. That's really a, what it is as well. And I, so, I also think that powers the mind. And so if we're able to have a good family foundation, get a correct diet, we can already think at a higher level just based off that. And on top of that, like I said a while back, if you have a man in the house, um, it's harder for the government to get a hold of those children's minds, right? Like if I'm in my house and I'm telling my kids from the ground up, hey, you're a strong black man, you do this, A, B, and C, you know what I mean? When they go out in the world, they're going to stand tall, they're going to stand strong, and they're not going to be so easily swayed by the opinions of other people, 
by politicians because these politicians are working for people too. Like you look at the RNC, which is the Republican, you know what I mean, National Committee, which they fund Republicans. Same thing for the for the Democrats. So who are these people? We don't even know who they are, right? So I think when you do have a good family foundation, have a good diet, um, that is the key to building soldiers, in my opinion. You got to get them while, you, while they're young. If not, then it's going to be hard to shift the culture. No, nah, that's, that's, that's absolute facts. This is why I preach so heavily against movements like the feminist movement and this new body positivity movement where mm -hmm. obesity is actually praised and being fit is looked down upon. Like you said, it starts mm -hmm. at home. It, it's a reason these battle with the sexes is being pushed so hard online into the algorithms. They want to keep the family split, like you said. They want to keep the fathers out the homes, like you said, because a society with, with no masculine men, mas uh, toxic masculinity they push, and they trying to get rid of masculinity. Yeah. Telling men it's okay to wear dresses. It's okay to be in tune with your emotions and, and you know what I'm saying? All, all this nonsense, turning boys into girls and got the kids wearing dresses. All of that is part of the agenda. You know what I'm saying? Because a society that's weak, lacks masculinity, is unfit, like you said, the bad diet, there's no father in the home, there's no leadership, everybody's running crazy. They're easy to control. And then we ain't even going to get on the education system. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That That's made to dumb you down. People is going $100,000 in debt, $90,000 in debt for a higher education that's not teaching you shit. You don't even know how to manage your money. You don't even know how to manage credit. You don't know anything you need to survive. They don't even teach you how to manage a proper diet and exercise plan. But you're paying these people hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then you get out into the real world and everything they taught you, none of that shit even applies anyway. Now you're a debt slave for the rest of your life. Now you really can't think because all you're thinking about is paying off this debt. Then what they tell you to do, oh, get a job. Mm. You need a car. Now you're in debt some more because you got to take out a loan to get the car. Or what they tell you, get a house. Now you're in debt some more. You took out this 30-year loan yeah. for this million-dollar LA house. You a lifetime debt slave. You're done. You They already got you. Now they're working on your kids. Mom ain't at home. She ain't teaching the kids no more. She at work. Because both of y'all got to work to provide. So the kids is already gone. Yeah. So it, it's all one big ripple effect. Everything happens for a reason. And people got to start waking up and looking at these divide and conquer uh, uh, plans that they that they basically unfolded right before your eyes because everything that they do they have to tell you to do it that's how they avoid karma people how can they do this karma's gonna work no it's not if I look you in your face and say hey at 5 o'clock I'm coming to your house and I'm taking all your shit and 5 o'clock come and I come take all your shit and you just sit back and watch me did I rob you <laughs> you basically gave me gave access yeah. to do it, it I told you beforehand you did nothing so what they say silence is agreeance they telling you what they're gonna do and society is completely silent. So you're agreeing with, with everything that you're saying you're complaining about. So people got to make a stand. But yeah. Yeah, I, be, I, believe it's, I believe it starts at the homes. But I believe that you got to continue to grow. You got to continue to keep learning. You got to learn knowledge. And you got to learn how to apply that knowledge. Even when it comes to, like you say, raising these kids or dealing with these environments. Because it's strong influences on all of that. Like they did like a study. So they had like two parents that they had a kid in a room basically and they put like a, say like a bag up and them parents just beating the shit out the bag. Like and then the kid's sitting there watching and then they allowed the kid, what do you think the kid did after watching the parents and ended up beating the shit out the bag and learning that same type of behavior. Then they did another kid where the parents were just peaceful, loving, you know what I mean? Hugs and sharing stuff and doing the same thing. And that kid developed to be that way also. 
So it plays a strong way. And our environments we deal with, depending where you come from, it's a lot of negativity. So this is what you adopt as a kid. You might have not been born that way, but as you grow, you learn to, to be hella aggressive. You learn to be certain ways because you're surviving in nothing but negativity. So I believe all that plays a plays a strong point in the development. You know what I mean? It's bigger than just home because you go out, like you said, if you've gone all day at work, who's really influencing you as a kid? Who's influencing your mind? And even these grown people getting influenced by people younger than them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's being able to apply and think for yourself and being able to be sharp enough to understand and decipher as you go. That's a product of your environment, you know, which I'm sure we all heard. A lot of people can be a product of their environment. But the question is, when someone is so deep in in their environment and become a product of it, how can they change? What if that's all they see and and all they know? But that's the mindset where it comes in. You have to you have to change the mindset. You have to still damn near be damn near delusional to the point where it's like you're seeing your your vision of climbing out of this. You know what I mean? We watch people that then climbed out the grave and became something out of these environments. So it's just choosing the right actions and the right reactions, I believe. No, and I think that's very true. I think too many times we focus on the million people in the neighborhood that didn't make it out when there's maybe one to five examples of people that did. So people got to more so shift their focus on the people that did. Yes, it seems a little bit impossible, but you got to start following that blueprint. Well, how did they do it? You know, in this in this chaos, in this negativity, and really shift your mind and have that optimism to understand that I'm going to succeed through all odds. You know what I mean? I'm going to put the bullshit down. I'm going to pick up the positivity. I'm going to pick up the education. And education might not be going to school or it might be getting online. We're at a point now where you can get online and, and, and learn different things like that. And so I think it comes down to focusing more so on the people that did make it out and how did they do it and then following in their footsteps. Yeah, that, that's a fact. Like every episode, you're going to hear the word mindset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to preach that to the day I die because it's all mindset. Like she said, my uh, be a product of your environment. Yeah, to a degree, but your mind has to be stronger than your environment. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep your eye on the prize regardless of where you at. You have to be aligned with where you want to be. So you could be in the projects, you know what I'm saying, and doing what you got to do to survive, but your mentality is... Nigga, I'm in a mansion in Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? And and make a list every day. Where you want to go and what you're doing now. Is what you're doing now leading you to where you want to go? Most people in these environments, it's not. It's mm-hmm. counterproductive. Like, I just think about when I'm young. When I was 17, when I was 18, what was I doing on a day-to-day basis? I said I wanted to be here. What was my actions leading me? If I put this down on a piece of paper, wake up, go chill with the homies. Okay, what are we doing? <laughs> These niggas smoking. I don't smoke. We over here looking for ops or, or, or we trying to look for a lick. Like nothing was aligned with where we said we wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? Once I changed that and I started to really pay attention to what I was doing day by day and making sure every move I made was calculated and every move I make is furthering me to get to where I was at, I started to get to where I was at. And it was like instant. It was like, damn, is that easy? And that's why mentorship is so important. Mm. I think, you know, and I'm sitting here asking you guys questions because I get, a lot of people ask me questions. And the main question is, how do I start? You know, if I want to change my life, okay, how can I make that first step? And really a lot of solutions is getting a mentor, you know, get someone that did what you're trying to do. You know, uh, talk to someone that 
went to where you're trying to go and follow their footsteps. And it's so simple as just listening. You know, like sometimes the formula can be right in front of us and somebody can tell us everything we have to do, but we just won't listen. The big thing I know, one thing is that we we coming from society where the blind leads the blind. So we see we see a lot of that going on. So you think you're going somewhere, but you're like a, a dog chasing his tail. You're just going mm-hmm. in circles after in circles. So like you said, it goes back to what you said, the mindset. You have to be able to see clear enough through the fog to understand where you're trying to go, where you're trying to get to. Even waking up. Why are you waking up every day? Why are you getting up to do what you do? People don't even know why they're getting up. They just program and just going throughout the day carelessly, like what they call it, um, um Damn, I forget. A drifter. Yeah. Oh, drifter. Yeah. Yeah. Drifting, yeah. You out here, you just drifting. So that's that's the biggest thing. Like you say, getting on your purpose, getting on your job and figuring something out. I seen one thing, I seen a clip of a video, but they also said this is how psychologically they work on us. They said, um, say, say you get rich today, they bring you out, bring you out of the poor environment. And they don't want you basically to have your influence. So they bring you out, get accepted with the white people, with the elites, and you feel like you something. But they never really look at you the same. Mm. But they take you out so you don't teach the rest of these people how to wake up. You know what I mean? To keep the rest of them dumb. So they allow, okay, one person, we allow him to the barbecue, and that's cool. We ain't going to worry about him. We're going to better control him while we still controlling them. Mm. But if we allow him to stay sharp and keep them sharp, what you think is going to happen? If a gang of us wake up, if a gang of us be able to climb out the same way, we're going to be a problem. No, I no, think too, that's a fact. I think, too, when people say, you know, like, where do you start? A lot of us try to start, like, and when we do start, it's like, okay, I want to be a millionaire. And so you immediately shut down because you're like, well, damn, how am I going to do that? You get what I'm saying? I got a saying that says, small bricks build big houses. So I like to build things brick by brick. You know, already know Franklin Snowfall. Um, so you got to start with the things that you can control first, like your fitness like your education, um, like your emotional intelligence also. Like not, you know, maybe a nigga, you feel me, cut you off and now you outside finna fight and then you make a decision that alters your life for the rest of your life due to your emotions. So I think we have to start very small with those little things and get in tune with our fitness, um, with our emotions, you know what I mean, with our mindset. And then we'll be able to tackle things like, okay, how do I want to make money after I have my fitness? Because or after I have my my emotional intelligence down, because all those things are building discipline. You know what I mean? Little by little by little, and it's just getting you ready for the bigger task. So if you can do something on a very small level, then when you get to the bigger level, it's like you'll definitely be able to do it because you was down here running with, you know what I mean, five pound weights on. So then when you take them off, you're going to be flying. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, while we on the topic of mindset, this is another topic that's plaguing society, and I know everybody in this room has dealt with it, and I feel everybody in this room is emotionally intelligent enough to be able to share a way to get over it. Depression. Depression is, is ruining a big chunk of our our communities, specifically ours. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just want to talk about like causes and effects of depression and what you guys feel the cure is. Because to me personally, I ain't going to say depression ain't real, but it's kind of a self-inflicted wound. And that, and that ties into emotional intelligence. And that ties into your mindset being stronger than your than your environment, than, than, than people's words. Like, we can grow up in the projects. You can grow up in the hood. You can grow up broke. You can grow up poor. And you can be happier than somebody that got a million dollars in the mansion. Because how many millionaires we done seen off themselves. that off they self? It wasn't happy within. Happiness starts within. Most people are depressed because they're searching it from outside sources, materialistic items. I ain't going to be happy till I can get 
the new Gucci belt or the new Gucci purse. Then they get it and still not happy. I ain't going to be happy till I can get on the flight and go to Turks. Then they get to Turks and like, oh, this was cool, but I'm still searching for that feeling. You're never going to find it outside. It's within. Once it's within you, everything outside will follow suit. But I want to know how y'all feel about that. So for me, I know, like I said, um, I have my fair share of suffering. So a lot of things that I do, I always go back to things being worse than it was in my present moment. I go back to times where I got through shit that I didn't think I was going to get through at that moment. You know what I mean? So I, I, I have a strong voice in my head where I talk to myself. So I feel like a lot of people... Depending on how you talk to yourself, you can speak life into yourself or you can speak negativity into yourself. You know what I mean? You could be depressed, keep talking about how depressed you is, but really you just being a bitch to yourself mm -hmm. because it's like, nah, like, because I'll be sitting there and I'll tell myself, get the fuck up. We'll get in the gym. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it might equivalent for five minutes, maybe 30 minutes, or it could be days. You know what I mean? Depending. But I notice once I get up and put some action to it, I feel better immediately after going to do that. You know what I mean? Get some. Get some headspace. Go to the beach. Go take a walk. Go in nature. Go do something else to get yourself out of that. Don't just be sitting in a fucking house and crying about your times if you're not even trying to change this shit. You know what I mean? So it just depends. Some things you just can't you can't control, like on a deeper a deeper aspect, far as maybe something happening to somebody or whatever the case is. But I still believe nine times out of ten, go back to the mental game. That's the mental warfare we got to fight every single day. That's the battle, the real battle. When once you be able to overcome that and get your mind stronger, then you deal with tough times, they're not going to last. But we know tough people do. And mm -hmm. long as you keep staying focused and keep staying strong on yourself with that, you'll be straight. I think in today's time, right, like, like, because um, social media is a big, I would say, cause of depression because, for one, it's um, limiting how much you get outside, which I, I, from what I know, sunlight has a direct correlation to energy and how you feel. So a lot of people are spending a lot of time inside and a lot of time looking at other people's lives. And so over and over and over and over again, and then while you're doing that, you're looking at chores like, well, shit, I don't got shit. So I think that's a big, big um, cause of depression. Then I think when that happens, instead of people going and doing something about it, they self-medicate. So they do they do the weed heavy. They do the pills heavy. They do the, the alcohol heavy. And for a while... Those things release good serotonin. It release good good endorphins. But eventually, those things are so active within your brain that it actually starts to do the opposite. So that even starts to cause even more depression because you keep thinking you self-medicate and it's going to make you feel better. And it's actually doing the opposite because the chemicals are just too present within your system. So I think some of the ways that we can cure depression is by sustaining from those things, upstanding from those things, and also understanding that this world will chew you up and spit you out if you are not tough enough. And there's always somebody that has it worse than you. You know what I mean? That's one of the biggest things, like you said, that I try to remember. As soon as I'm going through a, a, a mood, I'm like, man, you know what? Somebody for sure got it worse than me. And then on top of that, if if I let this eat me up, then where am I going to get for the day? You know what I mean? And that, that's a trickle-down effect. So if I do this and feel this way and let it beat me up for week after week after week, I'm going to be nothing. So you have to fight against that and understand that I think we all deal with feeling sad or, you know, feeling like we're lacking somewhere in some aspect. But the only way to fight that is to wake up every day and fight every day. And I think that's just what it is because anybody could easily slip into depression. I think it's, I think it's very um, easy to slip into it because everybody's had traumatic experiences. Everybody's not where they want to be in life. 
But the only way to, like I said, combat that is to fight it. And so how you do that is, again, we keep reiterating, but staying in shape. Um, you know what I mean? Keeping your mind sharp, going to see friends, putting yourself in environments that where people are going to talk and speak life into you. You know what I mean? You also do the same into others. Don't be gossiping. Don't You know what I mean? Shit like that. Don't be gossiping. Don't be talking shit about people. Don't be unnecessarily angry about certain things because all of these things come back in tenfold. What you put out is what you get back. So if you wake up and you're positive and you look at every situation as a chance to learn and grow instead of, man, why is this happening to me? If you look at things like, well, how can I make this happen and how can I change this? Then I think that is a very good way to cure your depression and not even run into it at all. Nah, bars, bars. How you feel about that, Joycey J, about depression itself, cause, effects, and some ways that people can get over it from a female's perspective. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, from my learning experience, depression is different for every from everybody, for everybody. Some people are depressed because they broke, and then mm-hmm. you can have all the money in the world and still be depressed because you're not happy within. Um, where I'm from, the the first form of depression I seen was when people couldn't get certain things. So some people would get depressed, say if they couldn't go on a trip or if they couldn't get an outfit that somebody else had, that can cause depression. So really depression, it comes in all different forms and shapes and sizes, sides, but it brings you back to just your mental, you know, how you look at something, what is personally important to you. And depending on how deep you take it, that can cause depression for certain people. No, that, that's that's fact. See, I know this is going to sound crazy to, to a lot of people, but when I say it's like a self-inflicted wound, it literally is. You Every day you wake up, you have the choice on how you feel, how you decide to feel, how you prefer to feel. So if you're waking up preferring to feel depressed, you got to really look in the mirror and look in yourself and go, why am I preferring to feel this way? Because on the flip side, you can just decide to be happy. Like like, like bro said, there's some things that's out of your reach, out of your control. Worry about the controllables. Control the things you can control. Change the things you can change. The things that's out of your reach, don't even worry about it. You can't do nothing about it anyway. So why are you letting it affect your self-being and how you feel about yourself? Like I'd have been to prison. I'd have been in jail. It's times I'd have been in a cell. And I didn't really thought about, you know, times with bro or times with the homies or times with family. And I chose to be happy at that very moment. The memory made me happy, but I still made the choice to be happy and not be depressed. And I'm in a cell, starving, laying on a fucking mat this thin, like in the worst conditions possible, racist guards, all type of shit. But I still made the conscious decision. You know, I'm going to be happy right now. Mm-hmm. So you you can take that throughout Every day of your life, you can choose to just be happy. Like like he said, you got a voice in your head. Well, you already got two voices. It's a book from uh, Don Ruiz called The The Mastery of Self. You know what I'm saying? The Toltec guy. He talks about the parasite and the ally. Most people, when they talk to themselves, they talk from the view of a parasite. Everything is negative. From, from how they look to how their life going. Like you said, scrolling social media. Comparing their lives to other people, comparison is the killer of all joy. You know what I'm saying? People are looking in the mirror and instead of speaking life into themselves, they're speaking down on themselves. Like say you want to lose weight, you know what I'm saying? People like, they'll pick out themselves. Oh, you know, I ain't going to never lose the weight. God damn, my stomach look bad. Like they won't never find a good 
in themselves. Like me, I like to look in the mirror. I'll point out my positives and go, you know what? I need to tweak my arms. I need mm -hmm. to tweak my abs. I don't talk down on myself. I talk life and positivity to myself. I wake up every day and say, I'm worthy. I'm worth it. I prefer to be this way. And I think that little mindset, sh mindset shift would change depression for a lot of people. Just the way you word things to yourself. Fuck, forget other people. Never mind what other people say. Start talking life into yourself. Mm -hmm. Then when people talking down or negative to you, it gets to a point where they're not even going to be able to be around you because your frequency is going to be so positive. It'll push the negative out your life for you. Like you ever been like, damn, I ain't seen such and such in a while. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Such and such ain't called me in a while. Bro, your positivity done pushed them away. They was adding on to the negativity. You didn't even know it. So people that get rid of they self. You know what I'm saying? The negativity, you get rid of itself. And it's all a mindset thing. And another cool thing to do is, um, I read this in a book. They said, write down five things you like to do. And just throughout the week, at least try to do something on your list. Whatever you wrote down, even if you don't hit all five of them every day, try to do them every other day. Start start counting your blessings. Start counting the things that, that's good for you right now. You know what I mean? Start being, practice being grateful. I think that's that's so small, but it's so it's so simple that... It does do numbers on the mind. But like he said, you have to do these things. If you've been programmed with a negative mindset, it's not going to just happen overnight, though. You got to repeatedly do these things with yourself. It's damn near an everyday thing as far as even if you're not meditating or just repeating, like he said, speaking big on yourself. It's only you. Why would you speak down or the worst about yourself? Why not lift yourself? Why not think you're the best in whatever you're doing? Why not view yourself in that way? Even if you have to be a little delusional to the point where your subconscious mind downloads it like a computer and it becomes accepted in your reality. So just stay focused on what you're doing. Like y'all like said, it's different levels of depression, but climbing out of that. Once you get out of that, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll feel that much better for yourself. It's like wins for yourself. Every time you, you make a positive thought in the bank, your, your mindset will change and then everything in your life will start to change. I think it's like Byron said too, though. It's a lot of self-inflicted wounds because... A lot of us will sit up here and like, just like you said, well, I'm fat. Okay, what you gonna do about it? Because if you if you immediately hit the negative thought with, well, how can I fix it? Then you can get your mind on that. And then once you make the step to do that, that shit don't even exist no more. And you gotta also understand it takes time. A lot of people, you know, they wanna, they wanna get in shape and they want it to happen tomorrow. They wanna get some money and they wanna happen tomorrow. They want it to happen tomorrow. It's a long road. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I say the small bricks build the big houses because you have to take it day by day and you have to understand that. As soon as you start thinking something negative, okay, well, how can I change it? You know what I mean? Because a lot of it is really just sitting around and having that parasite mentality of, well, pretty much I'm my own, my, my own worst enemy. That's pretty much what it is it, to me, you know? And so that's why I feel like I don't really run into it too often because as soon as I start thinking something negative, I try to find a fix for it. I think a lot of people are not even aware of what they think. People are not even aware of their thoughts. You know what I mean? So it's like, I always call it like the watchman at the gate. If you got a castle and the castle, the castle, the front gate, they got to get damn near buzzed in before they can even open the gate and let them and let the, let anybody come in and see the king. So as your mind to be the castle, you have to be aware of what thoughts are trying to penetrate your mind and which ones you allow and throwing them out. It's like, what is it like? Weed, weed, seeds, and good fruit. Everything you plant in seeds in your mind could become weeds, and that's the negativity. And the good fruit would be like trees and plants of positive thoughts. So just be aware of what you're thinking, and that way 
you'll know like far as or what type of mood I'm in because what you thinking lets you know how you feeling. And nine times out of ten, when you feeling bad, it's because you thinking bullshit. Like he said, keep changing your thoughts to good shit or good pictures of things that make you feel good, and not to change everything far as your mind and how you feeling. Let me ask y'all a question. I'm gonna start with Joyce C. J. How often do you sit down and really analyze your belief systems, like just about life and about how you view the world? Like, how often do you sit down and like, all right, I was taught this, I believe this. Why do I believe this? Who taught me this? I feel like I think about it most when situations come about when I have to think about it. I wouldn't say I sit down every day and think of, uh, okay, I was raised like this. Let me make sure I keep the same mentality. Because actually growing up, I lost a lot of habits in ways that I used to have. I think as we get older, uh, we have different perspectives to things, from things we used to eat, from things we used to do, from places we used to go. So rather than um, sitting down thinking, okay, I should be like this, when I sit down and think, I always like to think of what can I make better? What can I do better? What's something that I can do different that I didn't do yesterday that I can do today? Um, but whatever that thought is, it's always, it brings me back to positivity. I always just like to just be better than the person that I was yesterday. But personally, like I said, how often I do that when the situation comes and I have to. Okay. Be that yeah. Person. The reason I asked that because a lot of people's depression comes from them carrying the baggage of someone else. Mm. People are living with agreements that they didn't sign up. To live by. Like, they didn't agree to the agreement. It was forced upon them. They said the easiest thing to be in life is yourself. You got a lot of people going through life trying to be a hundred different people because a lifestyle that was forced upon them uh, uh, directly and subconsciously, unconsciously programmed into their minds that, hey, you got to be this way. Hey, you got to eat this way. Hey, you got to think this way. Hey, your relationships, they got to be this way. Nobody ever sit and said, well, why? I didn't agree to that. Why I got to live that way? A lot of that, if you would detach from certain things that you were taught, like she said, she grew up and as she matured and situations hit, she actually detached from a lot of things that she was taught. Mm -hmm. That would cure a lot of your depression right there. Sure. Detachments. Because we have attachments and detachments. We are all programmed with certain attachments due to society. We all go mm -hmm. to school. We all got to go through the school system. They all teach us the same BS. But yeah. as you grow and situations happen, yeah. you should sit down and analyze at least once a year. Okay, my belief systems. I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. Okay, has this helped me? Has this furthered me to get to where I want to get in life? Is this making my life better or worse? Because you got a lot mm -hmm. of people trying to be someone that the world tells them they have to be. And they're miserable because they can't live up to it. You got to be yourself. That's the easiest thing in the world to be. Because I'm going to tell you, beliefs don't even really exist. Mm. They only exist in your mind. And they only, they only exist as long as you believe in them. Mm. The second you stop believing in it, doesn't exist. How many marriages are miserable because a man was told, hey, you can only have one wife. You have to be monogamous. <laughs> and he spent 30 years fighting against his natural instinct. Because the world told him. But deep down, he don't want to live like that. But because society told him, hey, you're only accepted if you live this way. Miserable. Same thing with women. Uh, they were prescribed a certain lifestyle. Now they trying to live up to this standard that's not even them for real. Like, I ain't that type of woman. I'm this type of woman. But you won't be accepted unless you're this way. So they go home at night miserable. Bro, let that shit go. Don't worry about judgment. Be you. 
You know, what's funny about that is um, when you say, you know, how often do you sit down? I actually, when I first started my show, that's the, right before that, you know, because I've always been pretty level-headed of a person and, and, you know, been on my shit. But I was like, man, I really want to do more. I want to shift the culture and influence people. I started the show and I was talking a whole bunch of nonsense. And so I had to really sit down and say, you know what? Like, who am I as a person? How was I raised? I was raised in a militant family. Um, people who really studied uh, a lot of black greats did things within the community when it comes to politics and things like that. And so, you know, like you said, a lot of us, and even me for a point in time, I was trying to jump into a type of content and be somebody that I necessarily wasn't to please a certain type of crowd. And I had to really sit down and think like, who am I as a person? And as soon as I did that, I started to create the content I want. And as soon as that happened, I started to get happier and things started to fall into place more and things started to progress. So I think um, it's very key that you do sit down and think about, you know, what do I believe in? And also, like, be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Are the beliefs that I believe in, are they are they benefiting me or are they not? Or am I even doing what I say I believe in? Because you could be being a fraud to yourself. You could believe, like we said, hey, I want to, you know, make this type of content and then you can go the next day and create some whole other shit. So it's also about that as well. When you sit down, you got to be honest with yourself. But um, I just think that's crazy that you said that because... I think once you, you know, stop trying to please others, that is when life gets better for you because then that weight of everybody else's expectations and what they think and how they're going to judge gets lifted off of you. And once you're able to, you know, lose that 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 weight on you, you're able to move the way you really want to move and, and life does ultimately get better. I have to say, you know, because people are going to ask, okay, how will I figure out what's my purpose? What helped me figure out my purpose, like I realized I was a journalist a long time ago. And I tell people, sit down and ask yourself, what did you like doing when you was a kid? I feel like when you find out those cool hobbies and things you did when you were little, that can define your purpose as you get older. So like a habit I had when I was young, uh, so I'm a super 90s baby for sure. Like yeah. I had the camera. Y'all remember the cameras that as soon as you take a picture, it come, right, come out. right out? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I love every year that was all I wanted. And now fast forward 20 years later, I'm in media, you know, and I'm a digital creator. So you see how that like tied back. And I was what, six, five or six years old asking for a camera every year. And then I used to go outside around my neighborhood and I used to be the one like taking pictures and actually filming my friends. Mm. So now fast forward to what I'm doing now, I'm in the entertainment and media business. It's crazy how it works. So I always tell people when you think about your purpose and are trying to analyze your life, think of things that you used to do when you was a kid. Yeah, it, it took me to crash to really start evaluating the things that was going on in my life. Like, far as me, I always talk about self-destructing, me being that way or living that way. Then I had to reevaluate, like you, like you said, the progress. What progress am I making or where is this getting me? You know what I mean? Or I'm staying in the shit or I'm always, it's like up and down. It's like a damn roller coaster. So it's like, man, this shit ain't working. Now it's time to reevaluate. Or what was this shit these people teaching me or I was even learning from watching, was this even good for me? Is this beneficial for me? You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing of your beliefs. But that's, life is down there. That's what you fight in your beliefs. Everything you believe. You choose to get up and believe something and go do what you do. So like you said, your beliefs are created. You need to probably create your own and go off of that and just dive off the deep end and say, fuck everything else. For us. They say you never begin to live till you start caring what people think. People going to talk regardless. We doing good or bad. Mm -hmm. So I think say this looking. about purpose though. People quit way too soon. You know what I'm saying? When, when it comes to purpose. The thing... 
The thing that kills most people's drive towards their purpose is expectations. When you are working towards your purpose, you can have, you have to have zero expectation. You have to have 100% faith. You have to put 100% positivity and effort into your purpose. Let the universe deal with everything else. Stop worrying about how it's going to come or what it's supposed to look like. Because you could pass your blessing looking for something that that may not look like the way that you expected it to look, but that was your blessing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like that story of being out at sea. Like they said, the uh, person was stranded at sea and, and the boat came. They said, oh no, God's finna come save me. Mm-hmm. Helicopter came. Oh no, God finna save me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a fucking cruise ship passed by. Hey, you need some Man. help? No, nah, mm-hmm. wait, no, God finna save me. They drowned. Got up to God, said, God, what happened? I thought you were finna save me. Motherfucker, I sent you a boat. Yep. I sent you a helicopter. Yep. I sent you a cruise ship. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What they put doing? the expectation on what mm-hmm. the help was supposed to look like, mm-hmm. not seeing the help is right here. So right. just put in the work. Everything else will work itself out. You know what I'm saying? They, If you ask a person, what is the quickest way to get from point A to point B? Most people are going to say a straight line. That's false. It's the path of least resistance. You going to point A to point B in a straight line, what if there's insurmountable objects in the way of that? Where if you just would have run around the block instead of that straight line, you could have got there in half the time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it isn't always a straight line. You got to find the path of least resistance. It, it might look like this. It might look like this. But it's least resistance than this. I think that's true. And when you stay locked in, like I feel like we're all very locked in where like you don't even... Like you said, you're not even really looking at the expectation of it. You just like, you super locked in on day to day. Like I woke up today. How many clip, clips did I cut today? You know what I mean? What what content did I create today? And that's how you stay focused. Then you look up. Oh, shit, it's a year later. Nigga, we done whoop, whop, did all this different shit. You feel me? And, and we have progressed. You know what I mean? Instead of thinking today, where am I going to be in a year? Let me just work for a year and then see where I'm at. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And another thing, too, is you have to be okay with being alone. Because when you have that that transition period, there's going to be a lot of motherfuckers going to fall off. A lot of motherfuckers going to fall off. And a lot of us won't even go do what we really want to do of the fear, because of the fear of losing a friend, losing homies. Uh, you feel me? Maybe the girl you wish, she's not going to fuck with you no more because you want to, you know what I mean, put your money here instead of to her. Whatever the case is, you have to be okay with understanding that when you transition, more than likely you're going to be in a weird spot where you're here, your old homies is here. And the new motherfuckers you're supposed to be with is up here. So now you're stuck in the middle. So you have to be okay with that just for a little while because eventually you're gonna you're gonna fall in place with the people you're supposed to. And again, you're gonna look up and you're gonna have progress. You gotta enjoy the, the journey and stop worrying about the destination. Cause when you get to that destination, it's probably not gonna feel or even be how you thought it was in real time. So enjoy the journey as you creating and doing what you do. I feel like purpose. It's always a misconception when it comes to that because people get here like, damn, what am I putting on this planet for? Your purpose can be whatever you choose to wake up and do. You know what I mean? If you choose to go be an artist or you choose to go be a motherfucking construction worker or whatever, that was your purpose. You started living with a purpose and now that's your purpose for your life until you create something else. Then you might have a new purpose. You might go be an actor. You might go be something else. So I think it's what you choose to wake up and focus on. And like I say, just focus on the journey and not the destination. It's been so many times where I didn't want to bought shit that I thought I wanted. And then when I got it, it didn't feel like nothing. Like, you know what I mean? But I was craving yeah. that shit before I got it. And then I got it like shit regular. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm understanding that I have to enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of what we're doing right now. These are the shit I'm going to remember. Not when we get to them, okay, we get a million dollars or whatever the case is. Yeah, that's going to feel good. But remember everything we did to get to that is going to be the, the highlights of it, I believe. 
The right. journey. Right. I feel like the journey is the most beautifulest part about life. No matter what level you're trying to get to, no matter where you're trying to go, like that journey, you can't ignore it because you're going to learn the most out of that journey. Absolutely. What you got for us? I mean, I'm thinking we go right to the NPC shit. I'm ready to get to the bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay, this is... This is something that's insane to me. I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid. I never thought I would ever see something like this. This NPC <laughs> streaming shit. People taking it as a joke, but this is going to have severe effects on society because I'm seeing men doing this now. And that's mm. the spooky part about it. I wish it. you had the video. I, I know. I wanted to put the video. <laughs> and explain what that is too. MC. Okay. It's some crazy NPC shit. NPC streaming. So basically, people will get on live. TikTok, Instagram, usually it's TikTok live. They get on live, people will leave crazy comments, and they'll act out the comment like, say oh. somebody sent you, Rose, Rose, Oh, the no cat good. girl. The, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Ice cream so good. Ice cream yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I scroll past that shit so fast. Like, I'm like, bro, send me that shit. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but y'all know what's crazy? Yeah, yeah. Never keep in mind. She have big deals off of that now. Nah, that's what he's saying. That's what I'm saying because- People see the money she's making off of it, and people are doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing men. It, what the fuck is this dude's name? The Glizzy Gladiator. Oh, I ain't or something? Seen yeah. dude, dude. His yeah, whole yeah. shit no. is about <laughs> sucking Glizzies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were sending hot dogs, and he's yeah. sitting there. Uh, he's, glizzy Overload, yeah. sucking Glizzies for an hour. People sending the money to do this Ooh. shit. Hey, oh, I don't know if you see Spider Man too. You got Spider Man wow. in New York. They got people standing outside Times Square with a fucking tripod. Mm, ice cream so good. What? These grown ass men though. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, where are we headed as a society? Just, just imagine how the how just, the least and all the people sit back and look at like how stupid yeah. these motherfuckers is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, it's it's crazy though because it's like damn, well y'all knocking it, but they getting their money. But that goes back to what I was saying earlier about taking the one person, giving them that money, and now everybody else jumping on that, but they're really just controlling the whole environment of. Dummies, like yeah, look how stupid y'all look, like out here doing like, this. Bro, but the not... couple people that got money is winning. But yeah. like I always say, at what cost? Not everybody and, else. Like you said, you step outside, they got all the stands and the machines just looking crazy. Yeah, everybody not we, making money. Yeah. Yeah. No, they not. Money. But, that, but that's yeah. an illusion of it, bro. Yeah. Man went from hunting. We went from fighting wars. <laughs> we went from building architecture to sucking glizzies to sucking glizzies on TikTok. Yeah, you niggas were. This is a grown man with a son. This, this is cr- bro. This is going that's to wild. a spooky. Place they call them NPCs for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like these people are bots. You have no these brain. These are robots. They have no <laughs> brain. Like they just program. Like send them a light. I see. Uh, I sent bro a clip. They just sent a lightning bolt. A dude who just did this for. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? No. Stupid shit. No. Stupid shit. Hey, you remember the clip? Yeah. Bro, no. Oh, he like, like, oh, yeah. He like a hundred thousand. I'm going in. Yeah. <laughs> And to me, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I want to I address the culture. When do, you know, why does a bag override everything? Like, you can't even tell these niggas, yo, this is not cool because they're like, well, shit, I, I got 50,000 in the account. I just, you know, I just cashed out this or I just bought this off of doing this. You get what I'm saying? So we're at a point now where 
the bag is more important than who you are as a person and what you're actually putting out there for other people to see. Niggas don't give a fuck. What it is, we're, we're desperate now. Like, let's think about it. A lot of jobs are leaving. Yeah. A lot of opportunities that we used to have are no longer there and probably will never come back. Mm. A lot of stores and corporations and corporate jobs that people used to have, they can't get it now. So I feel like everybody is desperate for money. So yeah, they go act like they getting electric crews sucking glizzies <laughs> or whatever for, for, for to money, get yeah. some money because... They like, look, I'm not going back to Walmart or look, I can't, I'm not going back to that job I used to have. Like mm -hmm. they fired thousands of people before COVID and still firing people. So now I just feel like anybody go do whatever they have to do to get to the bag. And the main thing right now is social media. Yeah, social media is the biggest influence on our entire culture. And that's what I was telling people. I was telling it like at the same time, it's like social media has made work so unfavorable too. Like if you're a worker, you damn near a bum. You a bum if you work a nine to five now. They like you shit. You you get more props for being an NPC than working at a Walmart. That's wild though. It's, it's, it's really <laughs> we're, we're at that I'm point. Though. You, I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not even crazy. I see Pinky down, but I haven't seen a lot of men. Yeah. Every day I click up on TikTok, she the first one on there doing this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And they sending her money. <laughs> I'm not even mad at them. No, they getting their money. You know what I mean? Hey, but it's just, it's, just, it's just crazy. I'm mad. It's just, yeah. it's, I ain't mad. I'm it's, mad. Just, it's, just, it's just crazy where we at in society, but it is what it is. Like Everybody don't give a fuck about what other people own. That's mm -hmm. the definition of not caring about what people think. Like we just said, you know what I mean? So they living like, like you said, carelessly as... Whatever I need to do to get it, and people sell their soul for it. So what what fares a man to gain the world, but but lose his soul in the process? Yeah, yeah. Like people are literally selling their soul for the bag. Like mm -hmm. at some point, character, integrity, morals, principles, this has to start mattering again. We can't just say, "Oh, he getting the bag." He's sucking dick on TikTok. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. crazy. I didn't, he I didn't, pretending so to suck. I didn't, I didn't I mean, see that. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. The glizzy But wait, technically, yeah, is he deep. literally? He's not literally doing it though. He's nah, just acting. Now I see one like he's though, eating yeah. a hot dog. Right? No, he's acting like he's sucking a glizzy. Yeah. The glizzy is a, is a dick. Yeah, that's what he's right, trying to do. You know what I'm saying? They they sending him fifty. Oh shit, glizzy overload. Two hand. Like, cuz what the fuck for a bag? At some point, this shit has to start mattering. Like, imagine your son at school with his friends. Man, my dad a firefighter. My my dad is a, a, a landscaper. My dad work on the oil rigs. What your dad do? He suck glizzies on TikTok. Yeah, it's like, like come crazy. on, like this is crazy. Yeah, that's deep. I, don't I, don't even, I, don't even know, crazy. I don't even know about Look, that shit. And let yeah. me ask y'all this: for men, right? In my opinion, I think a lot of men don't care about the jobs we used to have back in the day: being a firefighter, being a police officer, working at the hospital, being a nurse. Do men actually want to do that lane now? I think th I think that there's a lot of men that do, and this is this is really where I think it's crazy because I think there's a lot of men that do, but they won't speak up because again, it's so unfavorable to be one of those workers. You know what I mean? They looking at these people that are doing the NPC shit, or even like the nigga that was going through Target. I don't know if y'all seen that nigga. He took us through his whole day, put his drawers on. <laughs> The lady looking like, what the fuck? I ain't even getting paid. Like, I'm shit. just thinking, like, yeah. bro, you set the tripod up in line, paid and walked out, and you yes. had to come back and yeah. grab the tripod. Yeah, yes. you gave no fucks. <laughs> he did. didn't care he at did. all. So I think men right now are like, they want to do those jobs. I think, but again, social media has made it so unfavorable to do so, where it's like, man, let me just go and just try this because being a firefighter, you know what I mean? I ain't gonna get no props for that. But the crazy thing is, people gotta get off social media. 
Cause I'm gonna tell you this right now. When you when you if you are a firefighter, you go pull up in that bins, you feel me, and, and, and hop out, fresh fade, you got you got <laughs> a apartment, you got an apartment Bro. to go back to, you're gonna be all right. But I think that firefighter right. stuff, the, the risk is not always worth the reward. That's true too. Hey, so hey, you, you have to you have yes. to really be wanting to do that. That's like we risk. said, go back to the money. The money doesn't always equate to them putting their life on the line, and that should be serious. You gotta really be ready for that mentally and physically because it, it, it do beat you down when it comes to that type of shit. It's like, why well, I'm going to go tear my body up and do all that shit and I'm not making no money, like you said, and you got these NPCs making more than me <laughs> right. in two months. You Listen, know what I mean? shout out all the blue collar workers <laughs> in America. Shout out for y'all. Sure. Y'all are keeping society going. Intact. Don't lose faith. But I think a lot of that comes with you have women literally get online saying, if you working nine to five, you can't fuck with me. And that's I need a scammer. That's stupid. I though. need a D-boy. Like, I need an NPC or like that's... so so this is what men are chasing because in reality, everything men do revolves around a woman in some Facts. form or fashion. So if I go be a plumber, you're gonna look at me like a bum. Meanwhile, plumbers making a bag. They you can, can make 200 <laughs> You can make 200 k a year as a plumber, make your own schedule, living life how you want. But the women gonna look at you like, "Ugh, you a plumber, dude? You dirty or, ass or, nigga." Or, oh, you gotta work on on Saturday night. You might have to work on a Saturday. You might have to work on a Sunday. You know, a lot of a lot of females too want that. Like I said on my last episode, they want that accessible. They want somebody to be accessible twenty four seven. You know what I mean? To go be able to take a trip whenever and do all these things that you know is not necessarily realistic. Uh, when it comes to like day to day life, and yeah, a scammer or or a D boy might be doing that, but then when you hear that knock on that door, somebody finna come through. You know what I mean? Then what? Then shit gonna get real. Look, look, you bro, pull it, but you pull it. You then shit getting real. Even though, like you said, with the plumbing shit, but if he pull that bread out, them pigeons still gonna fly. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, it, 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 it all just, just depends. Yeah, nah. but you but you frowned upon. You right for having for trying to live right or trying to live a righteous life. So you frown upon off of anything that comes to. Like you said, back in the days, that was cool. Now the shit is not cool. But even then, back, I know I thought when I was a kid that the working man was a sucker. So, mm. but the working man is the one who gets to be at home with his kids. The working one is the one staying out of jail. The working yeah, man is the one that, back. yeah, exactly. So, now, I'm not saying get caught up in the nine to five hamster wheel yeah, trap. Course, you know, right. make something of yourself. Try use that as a stepping stone. Don't get caught for life because that is a part of the matrix of you being on a hamster wheel, just spinning in place. You know what I'm saying? But we got to show more love to the blue collar workers. They don't get enough love. Like you say. Yeah, you, we you need can, them. You can start a landscape business right now. Go crazy. You're, you And post it on Instagram, you might get 35 likes. A nigga post a, a, a picture with some credit cards and a laptop, <laughs> trillion likes, he finna get 100 DMs. Hey, hey, bro, I, I need the methods. Like, he gonna get all the love. He gonna get all the women. He gonna get all the hoes. So now the landscaper like, man, fuck cutting this grass. I'm finna go, go scam. Mm -hmm. Get his dumb ass crack and get 100 years. So... You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, cra it's crazy that you say that because I do try to show my appreciation now when I when I go to certain stores or do certain things, just even giving people words of encouragement that is working certain jobs. I remember when I started going back to, um, I forgot where I went, to Food for Less or something, and I had bought a gang of shit and they didn't bag my shit up. I'm just looking at them like, can we all stop bagging shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, bag your own shit. Like, I'm like, that's crazy. So you don't understand like small things like that that affects you. Like, Far as just going to the store and expecting them to bag your shit up. Now that you bagging it up, you're like, damn, girl, like, fuck this store. I ain't coming back. But the small appreciation, like you said, of workers. So when they do bag it up, you know what I mean? Sometimes I even might tip them for there for doing that because I know y'all don't do this shit no more. Mm -hmm. And so. another thing, too, is like when you, if you get around some of these men that have worked a good nine to five and you, you talk to them, a lot of these dudes got a good 401k and a lot of the smart ones was able to take some of that money. Start something on the side and build that up. And at the end of the day, it take money to make money. So 
these jobs are not the end all be all. Like you said, we're not saying stay on a hamster wheel forever. But if you could go make seventy thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a year, live below your means, that'll give you the ability to see. Okay, I got an extra maybe thousand dollars a week or something. What can I do with it? Then that's where the mindset comes in, and how can I how can I put this money to work? So we got to start thinking like that instead of trying to take the easy route and just go be a scammer or go be a d boy or the NPC. Because believe it or not, even though it looks easy, it ain't easy. It's it's not easy to go stand in front of a camera. For six hours and, and move back and forth. <laughs> it, it might look easy, but the shit can, can... Everything has its... You feel what I'm saying? It, it's pros and cons, so... Listen, I'm not living below my means. I know people like to preach that. Mm. I, I'm living to the fullest extent, to the highest extent. I deserve it all because I work for it. So I ain't living below my I means. I mean, like... No, as I'm like make, you, no, you, no, you, no, no, yeah. no. Not to knock yeah, what you yeah, said. Yeah. What you said... You're right. Yeah. I'm saying me personally, mm-hmm. I'm not even going in the world with the mindset of living yeah. below my means. You know what I'm saying? I'm always looking for bigger. I'm always looking for better. And I'm always pursuing that and putting in the work to get that. I'm not going in the world like, oh yeah, let me live less than, I think, than, than I, what I, I am. I, I think his pers- I think his perception of that was like live below your means for a moment. Like yeah. no, 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 I know yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like discipline. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Don't, don't, yeah. make, don't, make, don't make forty thousand dollars a year and then go get a forty thousand dollar car. Exactly. You get you're doing stupid shit. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but you get what I'm saying? Then you're gonna be you <laughs> that's fuck. A fact. fuck. But yeah, that, I get that, what you're saying. A, that, I get what you're saying though. No, no, no. Nah, you're right, but keep them powerful thoughts high because that's what you're gonna be attracting in your life in the future anyway. The shit that we're thinking now is what we creating tomorrow. The shit that we doing now is what we creating tomorrow. So you think too much in the future, you're never going to work your present. And you're stuck in the past, you're going to keep recycling those experiences. So you got to focus on in the now and keep doing what you do to get to where you're trying to go. Listen, the goal is to make profits. Wages make a living. Profits make a fortune. Most people wake up every day trying to make a living. Oh, I'm out here trying to make a living. Imagine waking up every day saying... I'm, I'm I'm waking up working towards my fortune, adding to my fortune. That's a whole nother outlook on life. You done unlocked a whole nother cheat code. Focus on making a fortune. Don't focus on making a living because then that's the reality you're going to get. You're going to be scraping by, making a living, just getting by, living for the weekend. Monday Monday through Friday don't exist to you. You got to wait till Friday night, Saturday night. To feel like somebody. Sunday, you back miserable again. I got to go make a living. Nah, make a fortune. But yeah, well, what you got for us, man? You got anything shit. else? Um, let's see what we got, man. We could do... We got a lot of shit, man. It's a whole lot of shit going on. I, I don't really want to talk sports. I, I don't know if she watched sports. Yeah, see, I don't want to talk sports. <laughs> taxes, man. Yeah, let's talk we got to talk tax. about taxes. Mm. At what point do we as a society stop getting robbed Ugh. and stop accepting it? Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You have millionaires and billionaires leaving the state of California because of taxes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Rich, one of the richest men in the world just left. Yeah. Because of taxes. Like, at what point do we stand as a collective and go, wait a minute, this shit ain't making sense. I'm putting in all this work, 40 hours a week, 80 hours, uh, uh, two weeks, 100 hours, uh, however much hours you work. And before I see my check, somebody already took a portion out of that. Not only did they take a portion out of that, I'm going to take this tax money, I'm going to go to the store, pay taxes with the money that they taxed. <laughs> On mm-hmm. items that they added an extra tax on yeah. with the money that you taxed from me. Yeah. Then at the end of the year, depending on what I made, yeah. you're gonna tax me again. <laughs> if I made too much, if I, I made too back. much, like you can quadruple tax, triple tax. Crazy. At what point do we say we ain't doing this shit no more? I go to work, I want that full check. 
Point it's like, key. how can we even change that, though? And then I think, like, I don't know if a lot of people know where our tax money is actually going to. Like, it's not even going to the things that it should go to. Yeah. It's going to the opposite, <laughs> funding wars. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's so it's traumatizing. So it's like, how can we even change that? Because Uncle Sam won't his cut regardless. I like what you said too, because it's going to wars or when them, when them police hop out in the street and they look like they in the military. That's where it's going to. You as know, well. we it's going to shit like that. I think our money ain't going nowhere. It's just coming out your motherfucking pocket <laughs> at the end of the day. Because they creating the damn money. So it's like, what do they need your shit for? They you know what I mean? They make it. Yeah. And so then it's, it's like, like, we can't stop paying taxes because that's we can go to prison for it. But see, this is what I say I, as a collective. Imagine if everybody as a collective said, fuck that, we ain't doing it no more. But it's some people that don't pay taxes. No, it's ways around it's legal ways yeah. around it, but they're not gonna teach you that. You gotta be but in the club. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, imagine your job just was like, you know what? We ain't taking taxes out no more. The bank said we ain't taking taxes out. People That'd said we're nice. not paying taxes no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody said we're not paying. What you gonna do? Take the whole society to jail? Yeah. See, the thing about the game is they need you to play to win. The second we all stop playing the game, the game is over. Mm-hmm. But this is why they spend so much funds in programming you so you can never realize you're actually in the game. Most yeah. people believe they're free right now. Which is crazy. They say the greatest slave is the one that think they're free. You're like a free-range chicken. Yeah, you got all this open space, but motherfucker, you can't see the fences. Mm. Don't cross the gun line. You yeah, know we, what I'm saying? No, we need another Boston Tea Party. That was some. That's what I was looking into right now. Um, that's kind of That was a, something that we had back then, I think like 1793, and that's when... We decided to go against the government and you know what I mean, due to taxes. So again, it's we're so watered down now where something like that is like niggas are scared of something like that, right? Like they are scared to bond together and have that revolution. Like we're so caught up in our day-to-day, the phones, you know what I mean, the women, the, the niggas, whatever, just trying to make a dollar and survive that we're not even trying to shift the culture at, at any point. Cause you gotta look at it back then. Things weren't as advanced as they were now. So you didn't have cell phones. Everything wasn't plush and nice and ready and easy to go. It made you so comfortable. So people were hungry for change. I feel like now they have advanced things or at least made things seem like they're so accessible to the point where people's like, well, shit, why would I fuck this up? You get what I'm saying? Why would we have a revolution? Because then what's going to happen? So I think um, that's where we're at. I don't know how we get out of that and, and, and shift that thinking, but I know that that is where they got us. It's crazy. We talk about the government, but you don't just run into these niggas on the streets. Like, where these niggas at? <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go to wherever you're going to go us. find them. Yeah. yeah, it's like you ain't just running into these niggas. So it's like wherever you go start, unless you finna go what in front of the White House or something and start going crazy. So I don't know where to start with that type of shit. See, I, yeah. I don't even mean like going to rush the Capitol like they nah, did. I, yeah. I mean like as a force. I know, like, like you know just what? stop. Yeah, just stop. Like a boycott. Pretty like, much. like okay, yeah. 2024, nobody filed their taxes. We ain't filing shit. Take us all to jail. Yeah. But you, you know can't. what I sent you. Yeah, you but know how, what I'm saying? Yeah. But, how, but everybody's scared of them repercussions. Nah, so they're like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, but, we ain't filing. Now, niggas want their taxes. They be waiting for that. Oh, yeah, my taxes come from to go crazy. Go exempt the whole year. Yeah. Go exempt, get all your bread, and then don't file. And let's see what happened. Fuck it. What else you got to lose? They already taking your shit. They finna yeah. come lock up a few niggas. Niggas gonna get spooked and go right down there. Everybody come down here and do this shit right now. They gonna be down there in the line. Gonna be around a block. That's what yeah, I, I sent know. you. That's what I sent you. I sent you a video about how they they have said that paying taxes is not necessarily a law. It's more so of a, a moral obligation. So, but I think what they do is they make examples out of people like Wesley Snipes, Donald Trump, and, and other people um, where you know that scares people. 
But I know I know niggas that work that have worked and they didn't make that much. They didn't pay no taxes and they still chilling how they chilling right now. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Maybe if we did get that collective mindset and be like, you know what, fuck taxes, we're not finna do it. What would happen? Because they say it goes to help society, like yeah. the streets, the schools, and this and that. But then you see certain environment, certain communities. Okay, you can see the taxpayer money at mm -hmm. work. Then you come over here, nigga. The people that live in the community got to fill the potholes. They ain't coming with the tax dollar to do that. Crazy. Or they got the misallocated funds. Oh, we don't know what happened to that trillion dollars. Like yeah. you losing a trillion dollars. Like come on, okay. Like let's stop playing for real. But that's a whole nother. People got to get to got to get their mind right first before we even start talking about shit like that. But yeah, what you got for us, Messiah? What's the deal? Talk, talk to <laughs> oh, us, man. I look. You want to talk about code switching? Yeah, go um, ahead. And in corporate America, because a, a man by the name of Mario Lopez, y'all probably know him. Um, he is on a, a whole bunch of TV shows. He was on Saved by the Bell, I think it was called as well. Mm -hmm. And people was getting on him because they were like, "Oh, you're you're." We didn't even know you was Mexican like that because he had a video where he was mm. eating some aguachiles or some shit mm. and people was tripping like, we didn't even know you was like this. And I seen somebody say like, you know, y'all don't know what code switching is. Mm. And so it, it brought to my attention where people was kind of making fun of him or saying he was fake because in the corporate world, he's more, you know what I say? Obviously, he's not speaking in slang. He's got, you know, he's more proper, dapper down, whatever. But then here he was more like, I'm Mario. You feel me? I'm more, I'm more chill. So what do y'all think about... Code switching, like, do you think that is fake in a way for us to do it, or do you think it should be something that's sort of like required? I feel like code switching—that's the key to life. Yeah, it's the that's, like, that's what I was that's, feeling about. It, yeah. Literally, it's as simple as that's. If you want to win, if you want to prosper, if you want to gain a lot of great relationships, a lot of dope friendships, and learn, you should know how to code switch, and it should be as easy as a switch. It's turning like. And to even explaining what a code switch is, you're not going to talk to your mom how you're going to go out on the block and talk to your friends. Thanks. You know, if you're trying to get a job, you're going to act different. You just have to. It makes sense. You know, like how I'm talking to y'all right now, seeing y'all and not talking proper. If I'm trying to go get a corporate job, oh, I'm going to talk a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tighten that up. Yeah. You know, let, let, let me turn it up a <laughs> notch. So it's like, yeah. am I wrong for, for doing that? No, that's actually smart. And it shows growth and intelligence. So people should definitely learn how to code switch. I don't, li I don't like that shit low key though. Mm. Cause it's like you become like a damn chameleon, but you do got to adapt to whatever environment you in. But it's like you just become a different person every time you get around somebody. So like you putting on a mask. So then it goes back to what's really real and what's fake. Because like she said, you're going to be some way different with your mom versus with your homies or with your brother. So what are you really real at at the core? I feel like it's respect, though. You know, like if I'm talking to my mom and I'm talking to my brothers, like I'm not going to curse in front of my mom. I don't care how yeah. old I get. I can be 80 years old. I'm always going to hold that respect for my mother and for my elders. But if I'm with my brothers and my sisters, I'm cursing y'all out. Fuck y'all. Yeah. So it's... It's really definitely it's that respect and how you feel about that person or that situation while you're in it. I, I agree with that to an extent, but like I say, like you see people, like I see black people as in general get around at work with a gang of white people, start acting like the damn white people. Hey, like to me, it's crazy. But even talking to other black people, crazy as if they were one of them. The same way we mm. see in the police force or whatever the case it may be. So I think it's to an extent of being able, like you said, as far as a respect level, but I still think you should be yourself at your core when you are in those different places. I, I think it's more of a mindset thing. Like this, this ties back into the real nigga versus real man mm -hmm. mindset. Because when I used to have a real nigga mindset, 
I had that mindset like, oh, you cold switching, you at work talking like a white person and this and that. But then reality, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta stop tying ignorance and stupidity with being black and being real. That's fact. And intelligence with being white. No, nigga, you intelligent too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You intelligent too. That's not acting like a white person. That's acting like an intelligent person. I don't mm -hmm. give a fuck what color you is. You know what I'm saying? If I got a company, I don't want a bunch of Real niggas running around, <laughs> whether you white, Asian, you know. whatever, hillbilly, whatever. I don't want that to represent my company because perception is reality. The point of a company is to earn profits, do business. Who the fuck wants to do business when everybody is acting like they act on the block or they act at home? Crazy, you yeah. answering the motherfucking phones, oh yeah, what's the deal? Girl? You know, what's up? <laughs> nigga, you making sales like, what? Nigga, who's going to buy from you? Like, you at the car lot, like, come on, cuz, what the fuck you want? You want one of these cars or not, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, cuz, that, that does not work in business. Keep that shit at home. Like she said, when I'm around the fam, I act like this. When I'm on the block or I'm, I'm chilling with my homies, I act like this. When I get around the females, I act like this. That is code switching. Yeah. You have to be a chameleon to be successful. I feel like you still being yourself when you do code switch because it's all about keeping your personal morals also. Like mm -hmm. for an example, say if I have to code switch to get a job, right? If I don't like how the person that's about to hire me, uh, if I don't like how they're talking to me, I can say that in a nice way. You know, that don't mean just take whatever is thrown at you. That don't mean to lower your personal value. It just means act accordingly, but just in a respectful way. But still uh, keep your personal beliefs. And I like that, that's what I like that you said, because I think a lot of people think code switching means, you know, selling out, selling out. It's not. But in reality, it's like you could still stand for you could be mm -hmm. the most black power nigga in the world and sound like Carlton. You get what I'm saying? If that's how you talk or whatever the case is. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about the code switching is, so do you think it's only for people of ethnic background? Because when you think about it, right, you think, I mean, you got the hillbillies and shit like that, but do you think that it's really meant for White the white race, man. They cold switch. They cold switch, bro. For sure, they cold switch. And I, I think, think so too. I think so that I think so too. But I'm saying, do you think more so? It was meant for us, like as in, if they walk in and like again, they see there a, a white guy behind the counter or the white dude is interviewing them. Are they more inclined to just be more relaxed? Whereas if I come in and this white dude behind the counter instead of a black dude, I can't really talk the same way. He might be able to get away with some more slang. Or, or you know what I mean? Get a, get off with some jokes or a certain shoe or whatever the case is at, at the office due to his boss being white and he's white. Whereas, and if I come in here and some J's, they might send out a mass email and be like, "Hey man, no more sneakers in the office. No more, you know what I mean? Don't wear your hair like this. Don't do this. Don't do that." So I feel like to a certain degree, it is made for us as blacks, brown and brown people because they want us to to act a certain way. At the same time, while I do think. It's it's just professionalism at the end of the day and being intelligent. I think that it's not necessarily made for white people. And me working in the corporate world, I have kind of seen it firsthand where you'll see white niggas joke around with each other a certain way or whatever the case is. The black people don't do that. They don't really even be like super jokey with each other, you know what I mean, in, in front of everybody else, I feel like to a certain degree because then people's looking at you kind of crazy. So you you more so there to get in, do your work and get out. They're more like shit. I'm at home. I'm feet kicked up. I'm, I'm doing my. I'm doing my thing. So I feel like code switching to a certain degree is made for us as ethnic backgrounds. But at the same time, I do understand that you know they're just as wild. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead. I, I done been in. I done been in workspaces right where I came in a workspace or whatever. I came in had a lot of energy, doing a lot of doing a lot of being proper and doing a lot of things that made the the business better. 
By me having that energy and people gravitating toward me, it came to a point where the main boss didn't like me for that. Like mm. more people was coming to me than actually dealing with him. So it's like, damn, what you think about this? Or how should we go about this? So even me being that way, it's like, man, hey, you got to tone down or we basically getting you up out of here. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why I say it's different to a different extent. So now it's like me actually, if I be a code switch and not be myself, it's like, damn, well, now you got to tone down to keep this job or you sit there and be suffering at this job because you're not allowed to be your best at this job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I agree with y'all as far as acting a certain way when you go in certain places because like you said, you're not finna go in a restaurant and just be acting a fool hollering in that bitch. Like, you know what I mean? You're gonna, you're gonna act right accordingly as you as you grow. But I just still think it's, like you said, you gotta have a strong character about yourself mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Know yourself. So, know but see, you that, really that, want, that yeah. goes into not knowing your history as well because I don't, mm -hmm. I don't believe they made it for us because realistically... We civilized society. For sure. Come when on. you start going sure. back in history, I mean, let's look at pre-segregation. We, we was walking around in suits, ties, <laughs> sure. talking proper, clean. For sure. We didn't have none of that uh, super slang. slang and all that shit going on. We talking proper. And if you want to yeah. go as far back as the Moors, the Moors yeah. when they went over there to Europe and Spain and all of that, yeah. to where they civilized that culture, where they weren't even taking baths over there. We got to tell them, hey, you can't sleep with the animals. Yeah. You can't bathe with the animals. Yeah. You got to wash your ass like this. You got to brush your teeth right like this. Yeah. Made so them walk right too. We have been bamboozled and finessed to thinking that intelligence, proper, professional is white. Yeah, yeah we've been teaching knowledge That was itself. us. Yeah. Yeah. We that was us. All of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I don't know which camera can see this, but but I'm saying somebody, somebody run this bloodline for me. Because yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, I was, I was yeah, over yeah, there, gang. Yeah. I was over there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, feel me? Somebody tap in. You know what I'm saying? My bloodline. <laughs> they we do done, look like Yeah, we, we, done, we done taught them some shit. But people got to know the history. Mm -hmm. We've been bamboozled to think ignorance is real. Stupidity is real. That's why I said at the beginning of the show, we changing that. We on a whole nother wave. Intelligence is yeah. real. Smartness is real. I, Respect yeah. is real. Integrity is real. What you do when nobody's looking. Honesty, that's real. The fact. stupid shit, that's not real. That's fake as fuck. A real nigga try to fuck your bitch when you go to jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A real nigga do a crime with you and you think he the realest nigga cut a toad on you. You know what I'm saying? So we got to really start looking at shit like, because everything that we call real, when you unmask it, that shit wind up being fake as fuck. It's detrimental. <laughs> we just be bamboozled. Yeah. It be fake as fuck. I know they going to kill me on here like, oh, that ain't a real nigga. Okay, cool. How many real niggas that we was like, oh, this the realest nigga in the world. Yeah. Kind of find out he a fucking rat. If you want to start talking street shit or he a fucking pedophile or, mm. or some weird shit. You know what I'm saying? So we got to really... We got to really reconstruct our definitions of what's real and what's fake. Yeah. I'm glad we coming to that point, you know, as a culture, because I feel like for so long, it was the opposite. You get what I'm saying? Where it wasn't as many people trying to push that narrative. It was more people trying to be like, or, or, or niggas that were trying to push that narrative are getting made fun of, you know what I mean? Or getting outcasted, et cetera. So I think we're at a really great place right now within our community because people are starting to wake up and they're starting to realize that, like you said, the person who talks intelligent, you know what I mean, plans their next move, you know what I mean, controls their emotions and, and, and makes the right financial decisions, stays out of trouble. That is the person that's going to be most powerful at the end of the day, is going to succeed compared to the person that, you know what I mean, can't keep a hold on their emotions and really is ruled by their ego. Because a lot of the tough guy shit, that's really what it is, is somebody who I feel like is ruled by their ego. And that can really be detrimental for you because when you feel like you know, you've got to turn up 
or you got to go out here and make certain plays and do certain things to be seen as a man, that's when you're for sure going to get in trouble compared to the other dude. You know what I mean? So I think that's a great place that we are right now, you know, within our community. And hopefully we can keep it going. Look, yes. rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I think he planted a seed for sure. with the street niggas and the intelligence and the shit that he mm. rapped about where niggas that was hardcore cripping wasn't supposed to be talking about shit like that. Mm. So I think he made it cool to where it's like, oh, I could still be this. I could still mm -hmm. rep this. I could still well, yeah. be real, keep it real, but I could still be intelligent with it too. Because growing up, a lot of people who like was over tough, I think they 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 tried to mask how stupid they was yeah. to where like people that was more intelligent, you would low key pick on them and bully them mm -hmm. to, to not show how unintelligent you are. You know what I'm saying? Where you can be intelligent and still be tough. Because I read comments like niggas just think we soft or because we speak about positive things. Don't get it fucked up. Niggas is still demonstrating. <laughs> yeah. You know, excuse, pardon me calling myself a nigga, but I got to talk on terms that they can understand. Mm -hmm. Niggas is still go there. Niggas can still squabble up. We'd have been in shootouts. We'd have been in jail, county, prison, all that. Niggas is still with the bullshit. Don't get it fucked up. But we not looking for it no more. We mm -hmm. not promoting that no mm -hmm. more. But if... It got to go there. It'll go there. But we preaching to be better mm -hmm. because we see where that led. Nowhere. Failure. That yeah. shit ain't cool, bro. These they, The companies is lying to y'all. These rappers is rapping all this shit. Most of these rappers is bitches. They're not come doing on, it. let's they talk about it. Because we, I done been around enough of them niggas and they nice as fuck when yeah. they come around. And they, they not looking at taking, you like you the big bro. They yeah. not taking half the drugs they rap about. Yeah. Let's Future talk say about he don't that. even do perks. He don't do none don't of that do stuff yeah. he rap about. He, don't do he got all you niggas doing perks. Oh, perk, perk, perk. Yep. And he the cut don't even do them. Yeah. That's a lot of these niggas. They just doing it for profit. That's what I said. What's the point of gain in the world if you're selling your soul to get it? They selling out their own people for a dollar. I think Nipsey Hussle even bridged the gap between people that you would say was like on that side of being a street nigga to compared to, you know, black people who are not even on that type of time. Because I seen him link with a lot of people that wouldn't be quote unquote you know what I mean? A street nigga, but they were black people. I think he also bridged that gap where it's like now, as long as you got, you know what I mean, some some sense about you, and you're also obviously not no not no mark at the end of the day. Like nobody wants to be around somebody who's gonna fold for you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like you could be smart, stupid, whatever, but nobody wants to be around somebody that's not that's gonna fold. So I think he he bridged that gap as well of making it cool. Um, you know what I mean, to to just Accept people for who they are. Like, this nigga might not be on that type of time. So what? You know what I mean? Is it really that big of a deal? Do I really, you know, I got to chastise this nigga because he's not on that type of time? No, nah, not really. You feel me? Come as you are. And if, again, if you're not a mark, if you're not somebody who's going to get ran over, then then what's the problem? We can we can build and we can grow together. Problem is when, when people pretend. Yeah. That's the problem. That's a big problem. When you come around pretending like you something, and then we find out you're not. That's where the problem <laughs> come in at. Like you said, he was building with people that... To us, oh, he's a square. Yeah. But he living as a square. He's living in his truth. Like, that's him. Mm -hmm. So I ain't expecting you to live like I live or live by the rules that I live by. You just be a man. I'm going to respect you as a man. Mm -hmm. Respect me as a man. I know you ain't no gangbanger, but yeah. I'm going to still respect you as a man. Because even if you a gangbanger, you a man first. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. Sorry, what you got on that, man? <laughs> hey, y'all spoke. Yeah, 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 yeah cause these niggas be, already dropped it. Yeah. They be having me hot in the comments like... We got a culture that they put intelligence with being soft, and I'm like, where yeah. does this come from? Yeah. I know a lot of smart niggas that they train on a daily, and if I put the biggest game banger from your hood in the gym with him, 
He gonna wipe the floor with you. And then, men, let me tell y'all, a woman love an intelligent fella for sure. Nobody want to be around no dummy, like at all. So lead. I, women love men that can lead and can think for themselves. Fellas, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. For sure. Yeah. How much? How, how much time we got on that thing? We got we got like twenty seven minutes. To oh, be exact. Are we to be exact. cooking? Oh, man. we cooking and we, we going through it. Come on, let, 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 look. Let's talk. What, what else you got for us? I know you got something for us. Mm. Let me Let's go down see. the list. Let me let me make this let me make this clear. This is totally off topic. It ain't nothing to do with nothing. But ladies, child support is for the child. Mm. Come on now. <laughs> it ain't for you to go to the club. Get your nails done. It ain't for done. you to have hot girl summer in Miami. It ain't for you to go to church. It ain't for your BBL. It is for little man and little mama. Child support is for the child. Stop but, taking dudes to court to better your lifestyle. But what if the babies don't even use all the money? Like, so you don't think women should use any other cut that men send them? on themselves? Okay. Hell no. So I, I think no. I think that's a that's a good um, that's a good rebuttal because you know some people would say that helping out the woman is going to help out the kids, right? You know, is that is that what you you know saying? if if the mom cup isn't filled. Will she really be able to feel the child cup with the dad already not being there? Why is I don't her think, cup let me say this. Here? I don't think a lot of men understand women raising kids on their own isn't easy. Mm. So a lot of women's mother's cup isn't filled because mentally they may have a two or three year old that's driving them crazy and insane. And the dad is outside not showing up. So the least I feel like a man can do is send money. And if I want to dab into that money and I want to get my nails deal with that child support money, what's the problem? But that's a big problem. Yeah, what you again, mean what's the like... problem? This is child support. We in the age where women are saying they strong, they independent, they don't need no man, they got their own bag. So at that point, number one, if the man is present, child support shouldn't even exist. Mm. Because I know dudes that's great fathers, they present every day, and the only reason they are on child support, because the baby mama is bitter, and this is the one-up she can get on him, is to hit his pocket. But he's a better parent than she is. So why is he on child support? Child support is for deadbeat dads or deadbeat mothers that are neglectful and are not raising the kids. So in absence of them being there, the court is going to grant you money for them not being there. But if he's there... Don't put him on child support because your ass can't make ends meet. Figure that shit out. No, and I'm saying y'all not together no more. If you can't handle it, okay, send him here. Yeah. Send him over there till you get yourself together. Like, why is that not an option? Women, they looking at their kid as a payday, and they ain't really thinking about the uh the best interest of the kid. Like, oh, my cup ain't filled. Well, bro, my cup is filled. And so it, send my son to me. Get yourself together, Fact. then we can figure it out. And I, I can do this. No, and then again, too, it's like your cup being filled is not not going to Turks. You know what I mean? It's not putting, it's not, <laughs> it the it's not putting a six K on the BBL. <laughs> right. It's not going buying a whip. Like you have to deal with the child support should be for necessities. Anything outside of that, you know what I mean? We sh it shouldn't be going towards that. I feel like that's where it gets tricky because you know, yes, I do. I do to a certain degree things to think the mother. You know what I mean? Should be able to spend a little bit of the money, but on necessities like like the yeah. extra trips, the the bottles in the club, the section for the girls on Saturday yeah. night. That's out. You get what I'm saying? That's completely out. And that's what you'll see a lot of mothers. And honestly, from from you know just living my life and seeing a lot of mothers that have child support. That's what they do with the bread. That's, that's what they fact. do with the bread. So it's like you know again. Then you got this nigga. You feel me? Struggling maybe to pay that whatever he got to pay eight hundred a month, and you taking only. 
300 and then you doing whatever with the 500 and maybe you could have added more to the house or more to your kids schooling or put them in a sport or done whatever with the money but instead you feel me you don't want got some long ass braids you feel me you on a four by four you feel me in miami somewhere and you chilling with the rest of the money and so i think that's where where niggas get hot i would get hot too you know i would get hot too bro i done seen it too many times mom's is really a bum <laughs> But the kid is a pawn, but instead of just giving the kid to the dad, she's bitter still. He done moved on. He done got a better woman. He's doing better, making more money than her. She's mad, upset. So now he the ain't shit dad, according to her. A lot of women have those attachments to their kids, though. I wouldn't say it's always bitter. Sometimes it's just not easy, even if the woman is broke. Because, yeah, a lot of women and men are struggling to make mm. ends meet. But I don't think it's so easy to just give Relinquish your child. that control. No, you not, know, not, not give. I'm saying... Like, if, let them stay at the dad's for a year or two. No, no, not even a year or two. I'm saying if the dad can financially support more than you, you saying I'm struggling. So maybe instead of... 50-50, y'all do 75-25 till you get on your feet. Or mm -hmm. you do 60-40. Like, you know what I'm saying? They <laughs> want the kid the majority of the time, even though they can't financially support a majority of the time. And even, the, even from, not my bad to cut you off, even from that point, that's more selfish anyway. Because if you weren't about the best interest of your kid and you're struggling and you're not even emotionally good enough to even be stable to raise this kid the right way, you're going to program this kid to be a certain way anyway. So that's not even, I think, believe, like you said, the dad being in a better position would be better for the kid's best interest of the development of the kid versus, okay, I'm broke, I'm struggling. And now I still want to be selfish of not being attached to my kid so much. It's not that you ain't going to see your kid, but in this environment, it's not the best right now for the kid to be there. I also think, I also think that society has just made men out to be dumb or seem to be dumb. And I think a lot of women have trouble believing that the man maybe that they were with you know, has a brain up there and he's somewhat smart and able to, to to lead his children. I think a lot of women don't think the man is capable of taking better care of the child. And so that's where they don't want to relinquish the control because, you know, men's style of parenting and woman's style, style of parenting is completely different. And I feel like a lot of times women have an attitude with the way that their man parents, even when they both in the house, you know, kids acting up, moving around, dad come in, hey, and it's done. That's a, that's a jealousy thing because a lot of times, like I said, we have a different form of parenting and just because we're not doing something the way that you want us to do it doesn't mean it's not the right way. So I think that's what we run into a lot as well. Where it's like, oh, he don't know. He's a dude. He don't know what he's doing or whatever the case is. Meanwhile, kids go over there. They having a blast and they're, they're, they're obeying. You feel what I'm saying? There ain't no disobedience shit going on. There's respect there because there's fear of the father, et cetera. And so I think some women have a hard time with just admitting that. That he don't got to do maybe more to you to get these kids in bed by 8 o'clock. You know, you might not like the way his methods are, but if they're not harming the child, then how can you sit up here and say that that is wrong? I feel like they struggle with that. I'm going to say this. I prefer the parents stay together. Of course. That, that, that is the ultimate yeah. goal. Yeah. Like, child support aside, the ultimate goal is both parents Families. and the house where y'all grinding together, y'all building together. For the kid to where you don't even have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to worry about I can't do it all because he there. He ain't got to worry about, well, damn, I can't because she there. But I'm also a realist and I know the, what the trends say. The trends say a lot of that ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Now, this show is aimed to make that happen and to change the landscape in our community. But that takes time. It's not going to be instantaneous. But what I will say is stop weaponizing child support. That is what's happening. 
I'm telling you, I'd have been down at family court and you see the line full of bitter women, mad as hell, pissed off. I'm finna get this nigga. <laughs> oh, he got me fucked up. He done fucked that bitch. I'm finna get this nigga. Like, bro, that's what's going on. Yeah. It, it ain't he a deadbeat because let's be honest, most of the deadbeats, they're bums as well. They don't have no money. But you knew that when you, before you fucked, you laid down and slept with him. You slept with him anyway. Mm -hmm. Start having more control over who you let enter your body. I think men need to stop leading women on. Okay. What you mean? A lot of women that I know personally have babies by men because a man will come into a woman's life like, yeah, I want to have this family. Come on, I want to do this. And then once a woman get pregnant, now he gone. So... A lot of that, I wouldn't even say it's bitterness. It's just like a lot of women feel like, damn, how bamboozle. could you, why would you do this to me? Like, you know, yeah, bamboozle. Like, damn, you just, damn, that took my life from me. Okay, most, let me ask you this. Most men be letting women know when they want kids or not. They not just, <laughs> and that's the thing, they not oh, just yeah, doing before, that beforehand, like, beforehand. Nine times out of ten, a man and probably told her to get rid of that or whatever. The, the girl kept it thinking she was going to keep him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So even getting led on is crazy that's because you're going to know, you going to know that a man wants to have a family with you. It's not. <laughs> but they love saying that. Instead of taking accountability, y'all make an excuse of why this happened. Now you feeling some type of way. Nigga ain't just ghosting now the baby came. <laughs> but, he, okay. been, he, he probably been not being Dude, present the way you wanted him to. Will y'all admit men will lie though? They will put on this six month mask like they somebody else and then once they get the pussy and the baby, it's they a whole Okay, person. even if they do lie, it does not matter. You chose to believe them lies and you chose to go with it. And on top of that, women lie every time they open their mouth. So it's it's, it's hard crazy. to even it's, it's, okay, look, it's hard to even compare. You want that. me to stop lying? Mm -hmm. Start accepting the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, how many men do you think you would give the time of day if he told you, "Hey, I ain't gonna lie, you cool and all. I ain't looking for nothing serious. I'm really just trying to hit. Like <laughs> we, we could do, you know, we could just fuck, drink, chill, whatever, go out. But I ain't trying to do nothing serious. How many men do you think gonna be successful with that? Most men have to, first of all, most men have a trouble even attracting a woman. That's number one. Mm. Y'all cannot handle honesty at all. The second you be honest with Not a woman, true. you crazy. That's facts, man. Like, your girl will be like, babe, do I look fat in this? Yep. Why would you say that? <laughs> like, I didn't, like, come on, like, let's stop okay. playing. You, you got to get the boyfriend answer <laughs> to, 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 make her feel, to make her feel good about herself. Even then, it's like... Y'all receive things through y'all mental. So if a man not right with his words, he ain't going to have the same access. It could be two men and ask a woman one way and she'll, she'll deny this man, but I'll ask her the right way and she gives me access to it. So I mean, yeah, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. But so I'm going to exactly. say this. I don't so, want to just sound like I'm bashing on the women, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say this. It's impossible to get led on if you're dating with intention. Women are not dating with intention. Agreed. Women are dating with for experiences. Men oh, aren't <laughs> dating with intention either. No, no, just... no. The men that are dating for attention, mm -hmm. they're not looked at as... Desirable. Desirable. Like we said, the nine to five guy. Okay, the nine to five guy looking for a family. Women want the scammer lifestyle. You think he was finna be a good dad? Yeah. Look how he living. This is the type of these are the type of dudes that are attractive to women, mm -hmm. but then they want him to be the nine to five guy once the kid come. And no, this nigga outside. You knew he was outside because he was outside <laughs> when you met him. 
You was outside yeah. when you met the nigga. Now, let's be 100, though. A lot of women don't even know how to keep men. You yeah, know what I mean? No, no, no. That's no, what I'm talking about. And that's sure facts. A, a, a man to do what he got to do to get in their pants, but it's a woman's job to keep the man at the end so, of the day. Bars. How yeah. can a woman keep a man? Let, let, can I say, let what, I, what, I, what I mean ahead, is, in the beginning stages, when y'all got this fairy tale thing, women will be a certain way. The moment y'all think y'all got the man wrapped, y'all get comfortable and stop doing a lot of things you was doing. So now, after that point, the man starts to view you in real reality like damn this ain't what the motherfucker I thought it was no or now you starting to see clear and this is the point where y'all so deep in emotionally and you talking about the family stuff the man is having second thoughts like man hell no nah, like would I even want to have a baby with her if she never changed could I be with this woman for the rest of my life mm-hmm. then the answer nine times out of ten is no you know what I mean and I think I think women um, have to learn how to pour into man more like just speaking from a family aspect a lot of Marriages get divorced because, honestly, if we're going to keep it a buck, the man is not put first. And I know that sounds crazy. But when you put the man first, remember, he's the one who got to go out and get the bacon. He's the one who has to keep the foundation rock solid. So if this man is not supported, if his meals maybe are not cooked, if he's coming home and dealing with emotional warfare and having to jump through hoops and answer, you know what I mean? Can't go out with the homies, whatever, different types of things. But he still has to give 100% of his time, 100% of his money and resources. Eventually, this guy is going to break down. So when you're not pouring into the man first, how can he go out and then create the better life? You know what I mean? And create a foundation. So I think women have to understand that. I know we live in a society where the nigga is supposed to be the last. You're supposed to pick up the last plate of food. You're supposed to get everything last and be last. But if we change that and start pouring into the man first, um, imagine if you if you cooked the nigga a good meal, fucked him, and, and didn't complain. He'd wake up every day ready, ready to go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna say this no, though. That's facts. Hold on, yeah. I'm gonna say this though. Ladies, this is why having a father figure is pivotal. Women do not know how to pick men, which is why nine times out of ten, if you talk to a woman, the same same thing she just said, that's what they all say. Oh, he changed. You know what I'm saying? He lied. He led me on. No, he didn't. You ignored the red flags. Mm. How many of these guys that these women are getting impregnated by have met their fathers and their uncles and their brothers before they got pregnant? Not after. And it's like, hey, daddy, you're part of the family now. Because we pick up on what a real man is. You can't see it. You blinded by the love and That's the attraction fact. and the lust. Take him to go meet your dad. You know what I'm saying? That's what they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Go fishing with my dad. Your dad go out there. He drill him like a job interview. They talk. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah. He ain't the one. Yeah, he ain't the one. Your uncle. Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let your uncle meet him. Uncle come say the same thing. <laughs> now it's confirmed. Now you got women meeting him. They went to State 48. She she liked the presentation, liked this car. Fucked him. Got pregnant. Oh, he let me on. <laughs> he never told you even wanted a family. You started building that in your own fucking mind. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I think this could work. Bro never told you that. Yeah. He just said, I'm going to go with the vibes. I, I'm going with the flow. To you, that was he want a family. And I think a lot of men, too, lead with, uh, you know, during the courting phase, I think women sometimes get too wrapped up in the courting phase where it's like, it's not going to be like this every single day. So, again, you might meet a dude and then remind you, that's this is your first date and this is just the weekend. You don't know this dude financials because you hear a lot of that times too. Well, he didn't really have the money. He couldn't do this and that. But in the beginning, he did and then he fell off. Well, 
You know what I mean? When you just meet the nigga on the weekend, every weekend, of course he's gonna have bread. It's Saturday. He just got paid Friday. You <laughs> know lot, what I'm saying? Niggas, but you get, that's no, how niggas look for that. So it's like you have of, to read those signs. And a lot of these women are entitled to a lot of shit. Like they think that they're worth more than they're worth when nothing <laughs> inside of them is damn near hollow. Like the body might be good, but the soul be bullshit. So it's like, even that, like you said, when it comes to pouring into a man, you pour into a man, nine times out of 10, naturally, if he fuck with you, he's going to want to do for you. But when you creating chaos, you creating certain things in this nigga life, on top of that, that he's already dealing with whatever he's dealing with, that he don't even tell you, because men don't even just open up to women about the stresses of the world. So he, you're compiling on top of that. It's going to make a man not want to do for you. But if you providing a peace space and doing certain things to uplift him and push him, he's going to go fight against the world for you. So... Like you said, women have to stop thinking they come first. The man comes first and he's going to make sure everything's straight. Let me ask you this. Now, when you say he said and he led me on, how many times a man told you something, did you look for his actions to back what he said? Or did you just go off face value? Well, he said this and he lied. For sure. Me personally, I always look for actions to match. Mm. Always. But I will say I know a lot of women that a lot of women will just go off someone's word because it's like, that's all you really have is your word. And then to me, I look at men like, why say something and not mean it? You know? So I know y'all said, you know- But that's a fact too, yeah. You know, I know y'all said women don't know how to pick uh, men. I don't. I think men don't know how to pick women. And I think that's a fact too because we kind of low-key talked about that, right? Like Y'all like y'all yeah, yeah. want the women with the BBLs. Yeah, yeah. Like the women that's not even in y'all league. We don't want BBLs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She's telling us what men want. Hold on, that's hold on, hold on. She can say that. Understand a BBL does not make you in another league. It actually brings you down now. Some men love it though. No, we love to play with it. I call them rentals. You're like a <laughs> rental car. You go out to Miami, you rent that Lamb, you 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 rent that Ferrari. The shit you can't drive at home. Mm. It's fun to drive out there, but now I'm not paying for this. <laughs> this shit going back to the rental office when I'm done with it. That's what we do with BBLs. But we're not taking that to the parent teacher conference. <laughs> Bitch walking in ass big as this table. Not, yeah. Like, come on, like let's stop playing for real. Y'all yeah. gotta y'all confuse a man's sexual attention with what he wants. As a wife and and as an example for his his kids, mm. as, as a mother, we don't want the BBL because automatically we know your mind is fucked to the point where you risked your life for a bigger ass for attention. Yeah. It did not it did not further you in life no type of way other than more likes on Instagram and more niggas want to fuck you. Female version, but that goes to back rapper. to and that's what I mean with these inflated egos because she just said. Oh, the, a woman with a BBL, now she's out of your league. Like, that does not qualify you for anything but having a fat ass and, and a little little eye candy. But on top of that, a man, that don't mean a man gonna wanna wife you or have you as a wife or whatever the case it may be because, oh, she got a, she got a good body, bitch, an airhead. And you you can't probably be around this female for three more than three hours without her getting on your nerves. So a lot of different things come into play. Like I said, a lot of these women run around here without morals, without principles without things they damn near lawless when it comes to they self they don't even care about they self probably done fucked the hundred niggas in, in three months you know what I mean so a lot of that does not equate with a good woman at least in my opinion no but, but I like that fact. she said not to cut you yeah, off go ahead, go ahead. I like that you said that and I like to talk about this topic on the show because that's the misconception with women they truly do not understand a man's sexual what we look at sexually and what we look at for a wife is 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 total opposite. We will a man will have sex with A to Z. 
Man will have sex with a woman. He ain't even attracted Anybody. to He just need to hit something at, at that time. <laughs> Anything walking. And, but a woman would be like, oh, see, you had sex with her. You like her. No, I just needed to get my rocks off. I'm cool now. But at a wifey, that's a whole different status. But women see Instagram, mm -hmm. social media, like you said. They see the BBLs getting all the likes and they think, oh, yeah, that's going to make me a wife. Then they go get it. And all you got is more dick in your life. No, I think that's true. I think women don't understand that men are able to com compartmentalize, right? Like exactly how you said. We're able to say, hey, I want to fuck this, but I don't want to marry this. But at the same time, I, I sort of agree with what she says where she's saying like, the dude will go and chase after the girl for the BBL because he might honestly go have a date with the girl that, you know what I mean, is in church on Sundays, right? Has the father in her life, but he might have been a, 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 a dude that was raised by his mother. So his energy and what she's giving off, honestly, he might not really be able to match up with that. So he does chase the, the stripper chick, the BBL chick, because yeah. he kind of like, you know what I mean? This girl's going to make me have to be better. And, and, yeah. You know, it, it works both ways, but I'm saying that there are niggas out there or men out there that, you know, cry about I want this type of girl, but you can't really you can't really match up to her to her speed. So then you do mm -hmm. try to chase the look and other things because and then you get with her, you realize this girl would have been fine with me maybe going half on the bills if that's what I had to do. She would have sat down and rolled for me. This girl, she fucked with ball players and rappers. There's no way if I don't got it, it's gonna last. So I think not not her, I'm saying, but yeah, I'm like, I think that's where men sometimes do fuck up is mm -hmm. that you know we do instead of going for this girl that might be down for you it's gonna cost a lot more out of you morally and i feel like as a man and so we do go for the for the for the rental but it's, not, gonna make but, a life but, it, but it's like you said it's just like a a squirrel chasing a nut when he sees the fat ass that's that's what he's <laughs> going for you know what i mean but nine times out of ten after that fact is going that's why i say like far as women keeping a man a mm. man Depending on how she is internally, it's what's going to keep that man around. Like, yeah, I'm attracted to you, but your soul and everything is what's going to keep me. Other than that, you're just, like he said, you're going to be a rental. You're going to be used and, and thrown back, and your mileage is going to keep getting ran up. <laughs> Let me ask her, because I, I want to know from your perspective, because I'm kind of, I'm not mind blown, but I am. <laughs> the fact that you had that thought, like, oh, she got a BBL, she out your league now. Like, what about a BBL? Puts a woman out of a man's league who she was once in. So they was here. She got the BBL. In your perspective, she went here now. So let me say this. So a lot of women get their body did to enhance opportunities for themselves. Like y'all know a lot of artists, a lot of female artists, they get their body did. Like uh, Nicki Minaj, she had an interview coming out. Like when she got signed with Lil Wayne, she said before she got her fake butt, she did it because that was all she heard in the studio. She would hear them all talk about like, yeah, I'm finna have this girl with a big ass come through. So a lot of women do that to open up opportunities, right? And so I say it out of you guys leave because women that invest in their body, they want a man investing in them too. So if I just paid 10K to get my body did and you a man that's trying to be in my life, baby, you got to pay all my bills. They're going to have expectations that's out of you guys leave. They want their bills paid. You got to pay for my nails every week. Now, if you get that church girl you yeah. feel me? She the one that's not going to put you on child support. She not going to give you the headache. But a lot of men do want these women that's out of their lead and their expectation is too high. And then men get mad when they can't even handle it. Look, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me say this. Women, why do you women always use the entertainment industry as an example? Small percentage. Like, like, like the first Facts. example when you ask about women, like you said, opportunities. Opportunities in what? To be a rapper, out, out, out of out of a thousand rappers, 
Out when of a I million say, female rappers, how many is Nicki Minaj? I'm when I say what it is. Opportunity to be a 304. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Hold on. Opportunity. What, oppor- what opportunity? Because the majority of women are not in the entertainment industry. Let and the majority you. that are, maybe 1% is going to make it. When I say opportunity, I mean access to going events, exposure, getting probably going to a celebrity house. Dick. Penis. I think, I think, that's, I think that's what I'm trying to say. All, the only opportunity you are enhancing, and I need women to understand. Where's the camera? <laughs> the dick for me. The only opportunity you are enhancing by getting your body it's done body. is the opportunity <laughs> for more dick, and that's it. Like she said, I'm investing in myself. No, you're not. You just risked your life for a bigger ass for us to say, damn, I wonder what that should look like when I'm hitting from the back. <laughs> investing in, your, in yourself is gaining more knowledge, reading more books. Gaining spirituality, getting in touch with with your inner self. Going to the gym is an investment. Invest in that gym pass, the, the gym membership, excuse me, and work out. That is a real investment because as you're working out and building your body instead of buying it, that's going to build character. That's going to enhance you as a woman. Those women are the women that deserve to get all their bills paid. Those women are the women that deserve that lifestyle she's speaking of. Not some bitch that went to Miami and laid on the hood of a car in a fucking abandoned parking lot (laughs) and got some shots in her ass. And now all of a sudden she a new person. She invested 10K in her body and zero in her brain. And I think what I really think what it is and what she's saying too is like, as in, exactly, it's the dick. But I think what it is is the beforehand, right? Like, like if she go with a regular dude, right? The girl with the BBL, you might just go to, I'm gonna use the example, Cheesecake Factory, right? <laughs> yeah. For instance, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if she also the girl with the BBL, she might have the day before, she might have just went to, you feel me, Mastros and, and rolling the rolls. And then maybe, maybe they went to the club after and then he paid for every drink and whoop-de-wop-wop. And then she went to the event and et cetera, et cetera. So I think what you're saying is true about. It's for show, like it's just another body. That's what you're going to add. But what she's saying is a fact too, because it's the experience, and this man cannot necessarily provide the same experience. Even though, mm-hmm. even though the overall um, result is she's not going to get chose. Like at the, in my opinion, the girl with the BBL that's out there at the club, you know what I mean, giving herself up to everybody. She's not going to be made a wife. Maybe eventually, you know, when a sucker comes and, and, and does it. But it's the experiences that. I think is what exactly what they're looking for. Which men, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't want a girl like that anyway. So if you can't provide her the experience, you don't want to fuck with her anyway. Because if that's what she's looking for, she's trash anyway. But I think that's where. That's true. That's what I think. That's that's what she's I, don't, I don't think just having a fat ass don't mean she can't be wife. I just go back to reiterate, like I said, it depends <laughs> on what's true. going on in her mind and what's inside of her. But nine times out of ten, like she, what she was just speaking on. Like you said, you're going in, all you're doing is getting a new level of dick with money or whatever the case yeah. is, and you're getting passed around. Yeah, you got flew out to Miami, you got flew out here. And flew and, back and, to yeah, Cali. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And whatever the case is, all you're doing is getting passed around like hot potato and to the point where you're going to be miserable inside because you know niggas only want you for your ass and nobody's fucking with you for you. So over time, then that's when they get to being crazy and acting how they act at a certain point where now you're so masking, nobody wants you, period. Like, no, I think that's a fact, but I think I do think with those types of women, that type of realization doesn't come till much later. And so that's where the ego comes in. Yeah, like, to that walk Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna fuck 30. with you, nigga. You, you drive yeah. a Honda, I ain't gonna fuck with you. But then, yeah. you feel me, eventually that BBL costs a little bit more money to go get it reinflated. The main, like, let, let me ask you, though. I, I like to get women's perspective because women, this is what they do, right? 
like you said, okay, I got access now. So while I was fucking dude at Home Depot, now a rapper got in my DM or mm-hmm. NBA player yep. got in my and DM. And the experience, like you said, it give you that better experience. No, why do women now? That's the level that they ain't going. They ain't going below that level now. Now they think their level is NBA player because they fuck one. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, "Hey, I want to fly you out to marry you." He flew you out, took you out to dinner, maybe fucked you and flew you back home. But you came back home like. NBA player only. You want to know why? Fact. It's that adrenaline, right? It's like, okay, now I just got an NBA player. Now I want an NFL. What can I get next? <laughs> and I feel like that's in life. It's like, what's next? What's next? We never want to stay on that one level. We always want more and more. And I think men, the same. And let me know if I'm wrong, right? Like, I feel like a man, right? A lot of men, they get that one bad bitch in their life, right? And then they're like, damn, I want another bad bitch. Let me see who else I can get. Mm. It's like adrenaline, and it's women the same way. You sound like hoes to me. That's wild. Like, and I say this all the time. Like, what are women in? And this is why women are in the worst state. Damn near, especially in a westernized culture, because what are y'all dating for? If you dating for that, y'all talking about being straight up. Be straight up and say, I'm going to be a hoe for a little bit. I'm going to fuck with you. Then I'm going to move on. Then just say fact. that. Stop acting like y'all want to build a family, but you out here being a thought and getting passed around. But see, even the men that you're talking about that have that mindset, those are men with no purpose. Those are men with no destiny. Those are the men that's leading you on and finessing you once the baby come. So the same guys that y'all complain about... It's the same guys that y'all choosing. That's a fact, too. Why do you keep choosing them? These are the same men that y'all are yeah. saying that ain't shit that you got to run and get child support because he ain't helping you fill your cup and blah, blah, blah. But then y'all keep choosing these, these dudes. Like, why? Like, I don't understand it. What is the end game? It's like women are like short-sighted. It's like the whole universe is here, but they can only see here, what's in front of them. And it's like by the time they remove the curtain... They done blew it already. Yeah. But I will say the type of woman we're talking about, that's this a small percentage. We only seeing like social media. I would say women that think like that, it has to be about 5% out of the good 95% of women. Like I think that's majority of women today. No. Facts. That's because the internet. We see it all on it social media. Why. I'm saying yeah. men, as us yeah. dealing with women now, normal women are having that mindset. A lot of men, then they're off ready, rather be single than deal with these women. So, so <laughs> well, that's what makes it more crazy. Hey, hey, yeah. I, I fuck with her because she's honest and she is emotionally intelligent. She's not getting it. You're not getting it. You're one of the most emotionally intelligent women we talk with. Because even though we disagree with what you say or challenge what you say, you did not get up in arms about it. So I want to applaud you on that. You, you know what I'm saying? That That's good shit. But yeah, man, this was a great one. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got any final words? We got to wrap it up. I'm going to let y'all do y'all outros, man. Holla at the people, man. <laughs> nah, go ahead. Do y'all thing. I ain't stuck. I ain't got no outro. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk talk to him, uh, Kali. It's Kali the one, man. Um, y'all will be seeing me around here more often. You already know the deal, man. We tapped in with the guys, man. Um, again, if you're watching this, like, subscribe, all that good shit. Thank you for the love, for the hate, all the support. Joycey J, sure, where can sure. they find you? Tap plug, Yes, yo, y'all. Plug thanks for having me. Y'all can follow me everywhere at Joycey J, J-O-Y-C-I-E-J-J-A-Y underscore. Mm. That's what's up, man. The viral way, man. Tap. Ain't no handouts. I did it from the ground up. Yeah. In the streets, dug in hardest way. Got a problem, nigga. Watch my troopers mount up. My bitches bang too. And you a lame, though. You niggas ain't outside. Yeah, we came through. You want your lights up? We put you on the shade.